purpose of this recording is to improve your love life through hypnosis. KTBR Break Room. Let's move on, cause it's time to move on. Hear the drummer get wicked. Excuse me, motherfucker. Do you like jelly beans? He was like, yeah, but not the black and the green ones. Motherfucker, who said I had Easter jelly beans? <sighs> to make a long fucking story short, I put a whole bag of jelly beans up my ass. And it's 24 hours later and I, don't, I ain't find none yet. room. Anywhere and everywhere, the savage forces of General Warhawk threaten the peace-loving people of the world. There's only one man to call. Get me the break room. to the canyons of remote mountain peaks. Liberty's champion is unstoppable. The Break Room. Helped by the mechanical genius known as Charles. And the master of disguises named Dr. Franken 13 Stein. The honor-bound protector of the innocent. The Break Room. The force of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Break Room Towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark the Bus, Thomas the Tank, and Dirty Dirty Dustin. Yeah, I have a ball gag in my anus. Episode 224 of the Brick Room. 224? Whatever. 224. It's a very Jack Bauer show. Welcome back to the Brick Room. Do you think we'd be back for 74 episodes, what is it, a year and a half ago? Or just over a half? I don't give a fucking ass. You know, honestly, I expect this to last perhaps an episode, and then just quit again. To blow it all up. I could have seen it like 20 maybe and been like, nah. If only we had the off-air arguments that were happening in like the first five episodes that made it seem like (laughs) it wasn't even going to last ten episodes. (laughs) The email arguments. We should just go go dig those up and read it. I definitely don't have them anymore. I don't either. Do you have them? I'm sure I can find them in Gmail. Here's still me in my hand. That would be crazy. We should get Charles to read them all. It was just all... Charles, I don't remember Charles what it was and about. Charles, Charles and we Paul. all had different ideas about what we needed to do and what we didn't need to do. And we could get Charles, Paul, and Moira. <laughs> the show sucks. They could all read them separately. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. Well, welcome I'm back to the break room. Surprised it 50. lasted longer. La- I know. I'm surprised we haven't changed names yet or formats <laughs> or gone into uh, season three. But technically, yeah. we did change some formats. Well, true. Gone into season five. 
We <laughs> changed, we got back now. into Thumbs of Fury and got out of Thumbs of Fury. Yeah. <laughs> we did bring that and kill it again. So that's <laughs> well, we, typical. Well, we had Tiny Thumbs of Fury, then we went into Full Thumbs of Fury, then we went back to Tiny Thumbs of Fury and added with a new intro. We, yeah, we didn't really intro. call it Tiny Thumbs, did we? Though when we Mini were doing thumbs? that, well, we call it Mini Thumbs. Oh. The intro's name is Mini Thumbs. Yeah, I didn't so. think we were doing that though. Oh, yeah, well. we are. It's, we are now. I didn't think we were doing that before we brought the whole thing back. But are we doing it now? Matter. Well, are oh we doing God. it then? Is this VMs? Do we have any? What do you think? I don't know. But what do you think? Dear Break Room, this is Rick, also known as Syncophant. I have to tell you I'm enjoying your new segment, Taste Buddies, and I was especially excited to hear that not only can we send you snacks, but we could bring you snacks and then participate <laughs> in the uh, process, which I think is fantastic. So I would like to be the first to introduce you all to a Hawaiian delicacy known as My Nuts. I will have them shaved and waxed for your tasting pleasure, and I would love your honest opinion on their firmness, uh, roundness, and sweetness. Uh, please contact me at your earliest convenience and let me know when you would like to schedule this. Please contact me. And... Um, I hope no one has a grass allergy because I will be wearing the traditional skirt. Thank you. Love the show. I choose face fucking. <laughs> well, currently because of the balls are going. Marks currently because of go. uh, threats against Thomas's person uh, by certain stalkers, we're not allowing, we're not giving our physical address allowing people yeah. to show up right now. So what you need to do is cut your nuts off and send them. Or put them in, put them in chili and uh, imprint well, them somewhere. I was that, just going to say, if he's coming to here. Hey now. I know. I know yeah. you're going to go there. If he's coming here for us to have the taste, then he has to taste them himself. That's true. Like, that's that's the whole. That is part that's of the, the deal. Whole thing. Now that's true. That is, we will allow that. Now uh, Thomas will cut off three of your ribs so that you can then, been, you know, get access. Hey, to he your may nuts. be able to do it all without any of that. Or we can. And Thomas will drive you back to the airport after right. it's all over. So weird. <laughs> it's the weirdest, stupidest <laughs> joke ever. Or Thomas will mutilate you with a rusty butter knife. To the way you can get access to your own nuts. Do you have a rusty butter knife? I will make one for just such an occasion. <laughs> so weird. Well, remember he carries around his block of knives in case of a zombie <laughs> That's apocalypse. That's, That's just in case of the apocalypse. But gonna, those are not rusty. True. Let me assure I'm you. I'm going to add a rusty butter knife to your collection. <laughs> How awesome would it be apocalypse if I just knife. showed up to work one day with the block of knives on my belt? It'd <laughs> be really awesome. That's who you should be for Halloween. Block of knives guy. <laughs> Such a weird name, but okay. Captain Knife I'll just block. be a, apocalypse preparedness guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a block of knives. <laughs> See these knives? That's it. Tied with a scout belt. <laughs> I also can throw Mario fireballs at people, too, <laughs> if I need to. If you do want to send uh, send us your nuts or any other uh, favorite snack, God, your nuts. you can uh, mail them to 1112 18th Street. Uh, allegedly, you can send them here. Yeah. Uh, number 860461, Plano, Texas, 75088. Six. No, we haven't had much luck with that so far. Yeah, well, the one thing we had sent to us got rejected and sent back to the <laughs> we got some, sender. So we got some good junk mail, though. Apparently, the good news is we did. <laughs> it wasn't uh, good. We did get the. Was it AARP? Our usual mail? No, it was to someone else under our PO box awesome. number. Let's open it. Yeah, on the I, air, I threw it away. It no. was like a credit card junk mail. Well, we should have filled it out. Think yeah. of the thing. We could name buy. Show. We could buy with a new their studio. Name. We could <laughs> exactly. open up a new tower. Yeah. Sure, that's not federal offense or anything. Was <laughs> it federal? It was sent to us. It wasn't, though. It was, it was addressed to someone else. It, yes, it is a federal offense to open someone else's mail. Oh, that's a good point. I'm pretty sure it's a federal offense to throw away somebody else's mail, too. Uh, yeah. Probably. No. 
I so, put it in the good. lost and it's found good thing. box. So NSA, here he is. Good oh thing Thomas God. is on the security cameras. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, God. that's 1112 18th Street, number 860-461, Plano, Texas, 75086. We actually got inside of a snack. We uh, we actually did the guy we who got inside of a snack. <laughs> we got inside of a snack. <laughs> that's a really uh, weird sentence. <laughs> he sent us a, uh, a board game to try out, a new game. We actually got inside of a snack, and then we got a board game. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. Were we high at the time? <laughs> when are we not high? I mean... I could tell by I the wish uh, that was true. The sweat on Mark's forehead. He really needs to take that ALS ice bucket challenge soon so he can actually cool down a little bit. Yeah, we need to do that sometime no. soon. We we do. Do. You're not allowed to challenge. You haven't taken it yourself. That's, so. that's not the only people that, can do it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you have to have done it yourself. Oh, is it? Okay. Yep. You have to be challenged and then right. do well, it yourself to challenge I'll just, others. I'll just go ahead and donate and then challenge no, you. you. No, you can't yeah, do that's that. Not you how have it goes, to take the challenge. You can do that. No. Somebody has to challenge you. Nope. Somebody has to challenge. I'll get somebody to challenge me. That's fine. That's fine. But you have to donate $500, and then I'll do it. You don't have to do $500. No, I'm challenging you to donate $500 <laughs> to my pocketbook. Hmm. Seems like, oh, never mind. It doesn't really help ALS at all. Why do you hate to, ALS? To move it to your pocketbook. Or why do you, Unless your pocketbook why is... Why do you love ALS, I should say? <laughs> no, you were right the first That's time. really weird. Why do you love ALS? No, you were right the first time. No, I wasn't. So if you don't dump an ice bucket on your head, that's the end result? Well, that's, that's true of Dustin. <laughs> He loves, well, he you're loves the one who wants all the ALS money to go to your pocketbook. Just your ALS money. <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. That must mean you love ALS I love and its existence. I love the I love the people. Hey, that it also ALS. The, ALS the ALS money. I don't think goes to just people that have ALS. Yeah. I think well, it, goes yeah, it goes to, goes to research. research. Well, right, but it doesn't go to Mark. No, but right. your money. No, but go he's to Mark. saying your money. Right. Uh, Even if he had ALS, he's not getting money for having <laughs> ALS. Okay, but your right. money's coming to me. No. I'm misunderstanding the challenge. The challenge you don't understand the challenge. The challenge is for you to give me. You know what challenges are, and to get vomit, uh, ice cold vomit dumped in your head. Why is it vomit? Because that's what your challenge is. I challenge you. Well, you can't challenge me because no one's challenged you, right? I have been challenged by Jesus. The only challenge you have was an illegitimate challenge, so it doesn't count. Jesus, Jesus challenged me. Jesus H Christ. Jesus challenged my heart to challenge you. <laughs> To donate five hundred dollars. The Holy Ghost challenged me before that, so here's your starts. Oh, so is that a is that a pow? Holy Ghost over Jesus? Yahweh. We're just talking about religious figures. And Yahweh challenged another one out me there. before Jesus did. Yahweh. So. The place in uh, Abilene? That's the other <laughs> name of God. One of the nature of God is Yahweh. Yahweh challenged him. And David, what's his name from the house of Yahweh, also challenged me. David Yahweh? David Yahweh. Food. I'm hungry. I want some food. I'm it's time for another award-winning edition food. of the Taste Buddies. Food. Taste What's Buddies. Assemble. As soon as I step foot in the shop, I know that I don't know what I want. Chicken donna, coffee kebab, or lamb shish, or mixed specials. So this week, we have a two-fold Taste Buddy challenge here. Now, I should note that this is the... Two-fold, like bologna folded over twice? Exactly. Or uh, cheese in a tortilla, something like that. Oh God, we don't need to do that. In a pile. that. We've done that so many times; it doesn't count as taste buddy segment anymore. We, you know what? But it's been a couple of decades. No, 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 been, no. I think no, we need no. to bring this. Isn't a good so idea. No, no. Maybe next week. <laughs> Tortillas well, and look, cheese, and not and not real cheese, mind you. We're talking no. about cheese product. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not real tortillas either. Like, like, hey, yeah, product. <laughs> I don't know how it's a not tortilla, but okay. It's been in his crotch the whole time, so yeah. it's so nice and warm. It's basically what it'll mm. taste like. Not so sure I want this taste challenge. We should know it's note that it's been uh, just over a year since our predecessor, the Mates Podcast, uh, they disappeared. 
But are they, you serious? They left the uh, the reins of the interwebs. Technically not our predecessor. They were on the uh, taste, the snack front. Okay. And they left the reins in our capable hands. We appreciate <laughs> it. And we do appreciate They're handing it. them over. Magic they, and Tom Cavanaugh, we appreciate the handoff. They gave us the licorice reins Magic. to the Empire. That's what they Johnson? called them on the show. Oh. Yes, Magic Aids Johnson yeah. gave them to us. God, that's not his... <laughs> Magic is his nickname. He doesn't need another nickname. I thought his nickname was Magic Aids. No, his name is Irvin Magic Johnson. But he... Are they magic because he didn't die of them? Maybe okay, there's why. plenty of people. Okay, is it AIDS his middle name? I, I really feel like y'all do not know much about AIDS. AIDS is not the death sentence <laughs> anymore. Fed. But AIDS, the topic going there. Geez. Doesn't he always say AIDS is my middle name? <laughs> no, he does not always say. What the hell's wrong with you? You don't even ever listen to him anyway because he played some <laughs> form of sports ball. Does he play that uh, hoop ball? Oh, That's right. I'm not even going to engage in this conversation. How many times has he caught on fire while slamming a dunk? Two. It depends on what game you're playing. Uh, what do you mean, what game? Like hockey? NBA Jam. Lacrosse? Yeah. That, Catan? That's what I meant. <sighs> it's a, uh, yeah. Exasperated Thomas. It's a, uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we should so know what that is it's... double taste buddies? It's a, it's a year since they double disappeared, folded and taste we're buddies. still here. Now, we, we use the purse system. I mean, we pick snack, eat snack, raise snack, but we've enhanced it. With thumbs, because we have furious thumbs. We've taken the reins and we've made it better. Now We don't shoot stormtroopers. We rate things with thumbs. Right, exactly. Uh, there are no stormtroopers on the ground here. It's just no. us with our furious thumbs. Now, we should note that our, on this thumb system, if you get two flaming thumbs up, of which no snack has yet achieved, you will enter the double snack Hall of Fame. <laughs> You're the tits There's of snacks. No Hall of Fame. <laughs> You're the tits of snacks. Now, if you get two thumbs what does down... What that even mean? means you're the best snack. Okay. You're the tits of snacks. Tits are awesome. <laughs> and so snacks can be, in theory, someday a snack will be the I tits. I guess they could. Now, if you get two th- flaming thumbs down... <laughs> Why not the vagina of <laughs> snacks? Do you not like vaginas? I like vaginas, but oh, okay. I also like tits. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> do you like vaginas? Yes, Dear I do. God. <laughs> that now, was get, phenomenal. If you get two <laughs> flaming right thumbs down, that. if you get two flaming thumbs down, you're the dirty, rusted out anus of snacks. <laughs> Have we had a double flaming thumb down snack yet? Was it the... Uh, no, I don't think we double flamed anything. Wasn't the uh, chicken and biscuits cracker with the the We didn't like products? it, but I don't we think it was double, double flaming down. Maybe two thumbs down. Okay. So we have yet to have tits or rusted out asshole nah. thumbs. You did well, we'll the two thumbs down to crickets, and then of course when Dave said something, you decided to try to change it after that. That is true. That's a good point. You immediately backpedaled. That's a good point. Because you're a joiner. <laughs> I am a joiner. I try not to lead. I try to lead from behind. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, uh, no matter which circles you run, I'm winning. We have, like I said, we have a twofold uh, taste buddy this week. The how's it? Is it two different snacks? I it's, guess it's it's a it's a snack pairing. Okay. Now I went to to you have old, to eat them together. Uh, yeah, according to the promotion, I went to oh, Yield Seven Eleven. Ye old, ye old. It's it's a it's a convenience. from seventeen and ninety two right. from it's the a, foundation. It's a convenience from seven and eleven. Seven eleven, right? A.D. God, the store of our Lord. Seven eleven started in Israel. <laughs> exactly. And uh, they had a collaboration with the science. The, the food sciences. They probably sold croquettes back then. They probably did, uh, along with wagon wheels and. Horseshoes and shit. They probably didn't call them crickets back then. <laughs> they might have. It was just crickets. Might have been where they started. Here's some crickets for you. They might have even had sour cream and onion flavoring or whatever back I then. I doubt that. That was way too high in food technology for them. I feel like yeah, sour maybe. cream did not exist that many years ago. Probably Prove did. It. Probably did in China or Egypt, one of those you know more advanced cultures. Yeah. Prove it. <clears throat> Pretty sure the Egyptians said Prove sour that cream. it did. <laughs> I issued the challenge first. Prove that it didn't. Yeah. Are you an archaeologist? Ridiculous yeah. logic. Are you an archaeologist? 
Did, Are you a historian? Do you know yeah. the answer to this question? Yes, the Egyptians had sour cream. <laughs> it can't be proven. Apocalypse gave it to him. Let's go. It was in the hieroglyphics in the temple at uh, Gaza. Okay. Not the temple, the pyramids it got. Gaza. Gaza. The people that you support, the Gazans? Wherever. Somewhere over there. <laughs> the Gazans? The Gazans. <laughs> so anyway, what's the first one? So the, uh, the food scientist at 7-Eleven and the food scientist at Doritos, which I believe is owned by Lay's, got together to create the Manhattan Project of Snacks. Wow. And I believe it was led by somebody that's been on this show before who uh, may or may not work Hunter. for PepsiCo, who I believe owns Doritos, do they not? I believe they do. They do. They own most chips you see at the store here. Do they own most? Of, that's they yeah, own several chip flavors you see at the store here. But yet we cannot oh, get chip brand names. Yeah. The one we really want, the Holy Grail of snack that we can't get in the U.S. is the Pepsi Cheetos. But yeah. we can't get them here, which is weird because they are even free know to. That they're any good. No, but who cares? Like okay. Who cares if they're good? Are they okay? They, isn't the Holy Grail inevitably a the good Holy thing? Grail means it's virtually unobtainable? We'd have so to put on our Indiana like Jones hats. Pepsi? And go to the desert Man, and just risk... keep coming back to archaeologists here. <laughs> right. I am an archaeologist. We keep going back to Egypt and sour cream days. <laughs> Which were, you know, told up in the <laughs> Those days still exist. <laughs> but ye old sour cream back days. In the, back in 7-Eleven <laughs> AD. I'm pretty sure sour cream was on the Rosetta Stone. <laughs> Probably. God. So, in this Manhattan Project of Snacks... Shove it in my ass. They came up with... The scientists from Doritos and the scientists from 7-Eleven came up with Doritos Loaded. Hmm. <clears throat> Which are... Which are kept on the hot oops. shelf at 7-Eleven next to the uh, dirty old pizza. I bet they're nice and hot now. And the Franks, yeah. They're, <laughs> you know... They're oh, are they supposed to be lukewarm? hot? Not spicy hot, I don't think. They're oh. just supposed to be... You know, they were kept well, under I'm a... I'm saying, like, heat-wise. Well, they're I'm supposed sure they're to be heat-hot? They're hot? supposed to be yes. kept under a... They're supposed under to be heat-hot. Heat okay, now, well... They're probably not hot now. Now, we have... We have we're going to be three ratings here. One for this product. One for the next product. Is there now, something in it? I gotta hope so. There's Dorito covering, and it's filled with some sort of cheese product. Oh. Oh, yeah. God. Be prepared for diarrhea tonight. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Maybe this will be our first flaming thumb down. You'll be the rusty, rusty asshole of uh, snacks. I doubt it. Well, I don't, we'll see. I was going to say, I don't know if it could get much worse than the chicken biscuit with the, could. the, the never know, spray cheese on it. I don't <laughs> know if it will be worse than that. Don't speak too now, soon. Before we bite into this product, Dustin, if you'll open up the snack cold uh, chamber over there, Bleh. there are three drinks which you can pull out, three vials also, of substance. Also known as my refrigerator. It's our cold snack vault. Is there only one thing in there? No, there's four of them. Okay, cool. And I have two of them because I know you'll want to eat these for dinner tonight. Yes. We pass one to Thomas here. Don't drink it just yet. Thank you. Quit trying to chug it. Quit trying to chug, Thomas. Jesus. It has... Now, this is a... Uh, almost no smell. <laughs> it's a it's a red product. Looks vaguely like blood. You're supposed to have it with that? Yeah, it was suggested on uh, the marquee outside of the yield 7 and 11. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's... Have them together, quite so. <laughs> Pish posh. <laughs> now, this is, uh... Add some sour cream, will ye? As the recommended beverage for from, the Doritos for Loaded Egypt. <laughs> is the Mountain Dew Solar Flare. It's a new version of Mountain Dew because the blue... Oh, yeah! Red. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, that's right. It's not combined with Mr... What is that? <laughs> it's, not, it's not combined with Kool-Aid. <laughs> Mr. Whatever. I almost said Mr. Pib, which is really weird. <laughs> It's <laughs> not combined with that either. <laughs> that guy either. Uh, the the marquee said that guy stuff the loaded and the Mountain Dew Solar Flare in your mustache and enjoy. In your mustache, that's yes. weird. Yes. God, why would that you way do the crumbs that? fall into your mouth. Hmm. 
But it was suggested Ugh. that you pair these products together. So I thought, why not? Do you dip one into the, a, into the other? I don't see what... Maybe that should be our fourth rating. Let's do that. <laughs> that is a golden idea, sir. I'm sure that will be tasty. So, let's start with the, the Doritos the Loaded. What is wrong with you? Are they... Uh, comes in a red package like uh, nacho cheese Doritos. They have a picture of a Dorito on the outside that say loaded. Why do you there have to describe pieces? everything about it? It's Please part, do. Thomas, it's part of the taste buddy process. We Thomas, describe what the packaging looks like. Time. That way the the viewer, and I know they're not viewers at home, can visualize <laughs> okay. this in their head. Uh, now, Is this still way, here's a Thomas, story. if you'd like to get coupons, nice. you want to get coupons from We're Loaded? He you does. can text APP to 711-711. That's 711-711. That's totally going to happen. So I will allow you to you pick out all kinds of coupons. Pick for out a Doritos loaded. loader from Yield Package. From Yield 711. Dustin? doesn't appear to be all that warm. It's not because it's been sitting in, my, in a plastic bag for a while, <laughs> which they did not have in Egyptian times. It smells vaguely like... How do you know? Prove it. Because I'm an archaeologist. <laughs> they smell like uh, cheese sticks. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Uh, they appear to be dusted in nacho cheese from a Doritos bag. Probably leftover rancid Doritos. They just re- they poured over cheese substance. <laughs> so here we go. Let's take a bite of Doritos Loaded. Kind of chewy. Probably much worse not being warm. Maybe. This is horrifying. Very chewy. I bet it's not this chewy if you get it hot. It still tastes pretty bad. Oh. I'm not sure it's that far off, though. It's not cold. Yeah. I think the heat would make it a little less chewy, but I still feel like yeah. I'm chewing... Pretty, pretty gelatinous in the middle there. Right. I still feel like I could use this as Bondo, some sort of... Something Probably. to fix my drywall with. Something As like you that. should. Yeah. I mean, when Thomas goes out and punches a wall next time... I kind of thought... puts like, his fist through it, we can patch with this. I thought the outside might be crunchier. You would think? You would think... You think. What do you want to have a chip? You want this crunch is, and salt. What do we get from this? We get salt, but no crunch. We get rubber. This is kind of like um, they took a block of cheese and rubbed it in a bunch of Doritos crumbs. And not even good cheese. Like, Oh, yeah. It's definitely a bad cheese product. Sorry, not did even, you expect to have good cheese product in the middle of this thing? <laughs> not even good uh, Velveeta. Not even, oh, not even Velveeta it's, quality. It's not even good cheese product. No. It's it's like cheese imitation product. Synthesized in a lab, not squeezed from a cow's tit. <laughs> Definitely not squeeze into a bucket to make Rotel cheese. There needs to be right. some some milks like tagline. Freshly squeezed from a cow's tit in Wisconsin. No, it's it, pretty, it pretty is bad. not good. No, there's no crunch. It's rubbery. The like, no crunch is a really bad. Did y'all part. not have the drink with it? No, we were doing that next. That's uh, a separate rating. Way to ruin. Thomas just ruined the taste. I was trying to wash the taste out of my mouth. Well. So, what would you give that, just that product alone, what would you give that? Two fucking thumbs down. Flaming or just regular? One flam- thumb flaming. Wow, not even... So we're not going to get a rusty asshole out of this. <laughs> Dustin, what would you give it? <clears throat> I'd give it two thumbs down, not flaming. Oh, God, that was terrible. It it's... makes me wonder what it's going to take to get two flaming thumbs down. Yeah. Because not, that's not good at all. I would no, never eat. I would no, never no. buy that. I did finish all three bites, so... Which, true, doesn't make your stomach turn. Which the chicken biscuit and spray cheese, I don't think we... Even finished the entire cracker. I finished. Yeah, yeah I finished, I finished the, the entire cracker. Yeah, okay. I even think we had more than one. Trying to figure out, trying well, we to suss had, out the chicken. Yeah, we had one plain cracker. Well, we had the plain one, one, and then we had the one with oh, cheese. Oh god, the yeah, one with that the cheese was the worst. Was absolute awful. Probably yeah. the worst. I right, so. expecting crunch. Got the Ugh. salt. Expected crunch. I wanted more from this. I give this one two flaming thumbs down. But I'm the only one, so we will not be getting a rusty asshole out of this one. Now. It's paired with the lovely red-flavored Mountain Dew known as Solar Flare. It's a new flavor. So Solar we'll go to Thomas. Flare. has already ruined this. It's process. not that good. 
Well, we're not done yet, sir. We still yeah. taste. I can I can say that it's not has that no good. smell. Has it. absolutely it no like aroma. Gum, maybe a little bit. Very weak flavor. Very almost. What it, if wait, it could taste watered down? It has like a weird. It's like if I could liken it to something, it would be Robitussin. God, it's got like a medical. It, it does have like a medical a medicinal back taste. Quality. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's yeah, it's what you flavor medicine right. with to make it somewhat tolerable. Yes, it's with like, a lot of water added to it as yeah. well. There's no like fizz to it either. No. Well, that's probably because it's been sitting in your fridge for 24 hours. It hasn't been though. Ah, uh, it's not. But not that. Great. I mean, I, it's very medicinal. It tastes like NyQuil or something. That's almost worse than the other thing. It's not anywhere bad. near as strong as anything medicinal. It's like a super no, it's watered not, down no, version. I'm yes, ta- yes. I'm just saying it tastes vaguely medicinal. It's yep. It's not good. It's <laughs> it's red. It's horrible. It's it's medicinal. I would never buy this to like drink for fun. God no. You gonna pour it out right there? Although I drank pour it right all of mine just to try to wash out that <laughs> fucking Dorito cheese nastiness. <laughs> now we have we have another round here. Well, I guess oh, we really? should, we should we should rate this. Yeah. So ratings, ratings. Two thumbs down. I'm going to give that two flaming thumbs down. How? Pretty I, damn terrible. I, too, am giving this two flaming thumbs down because that is horrible. That's like the that, worst soda I've ever had, pretty much. It's I agree. Like you know, you know what? Mainstream not, soda. It's not the worst. Mainstream, yes. I will say it's not the okay. worst because the bacon soda was yeah. worse. Right. Yes. But yes. You that can't buy bacon soda out of a fountain. But when like you, at a 7 Eleven, right. though. But when you think mainstream drink, yeah. you think something that you would enjoy. Something that's that doesn't taste like you're about to pass out because you had fever and diarrhea all day. <laughs> exactly. And you're just and, desperate to get over right. it so you'll drink anything. And this flavor reminds me of fever and diarrhea. <clears throat> yeah. So yes, I agree. Two flaming comes down on that. And it kind of looks like bloody bloody diarrhea or now, something. Thomas, bloody, you can take this urine. last golden nugget no, here. No, I'm good. No, we're doing this. We're doing Stop one. Stop refusing. We have one more round here. I'm not eating any more of that. One more. It's disgusting. Just a small taste. Small taste. I'm good. Are we what are you trying to do? Taste, buddies? What are you trying to do? You have to end the show. We have one more round. What Dustin are we doing? Suggested we're dipping it in. Oh, the I'm not Dew. doing that. Dustin had a terrible idea. <laughs> you gonna do this, Dustin, or we're we gonna have to kick you out too? No, just He's not me. gonna do it either. Come on, you suggested it. Be a I, pal. We can do it, but it's gonna be awful. Thank you for you being bastard. a friend. Thank you for being a friend. <sighs> Tear it in three sections at least. Again. I've got more in here. I've got another. I've got a whole. Oh my god! Oh, you yeah. brought a whole other box. I don't <laughs> want you, anymore. In case you wanted a full dinner. In case you wanted a full <laughs> dinner. Here you go. God. That, all right, so we're going to dip this in the, the uh, Robitussin Mountain Dew. I tore off a piece, so I'll throw that back in there. This is going to be awful. Thomas is dipping it in my drink. I don't have any more left. Oh, that's true. I tried to get all Thomas of the really shit out that. of my mouth. We have now dipped it in. Oh. Going in. God. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Two flaming thumbs down. <laughs> oh. My mouth is crying. <laughs> I, I, God. I, 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 so viewers, I know you're not viewers. Two flaming thumbs down for the uh, Doritos loaded dipped into Mountain Dew Solar Flare, their latest. Our first rusty asshole of a snack here on Taste Buddies. Now, since I'm the only one maintaining the show here, everybody else is left. I'm just going to say, coming up in the next segment, we've got... We're going to talk to Vagabond Saints. We're going to talk to Vagabond Saints. Before we go to the next segment. Before we go to the next segment, we're going to have a pre-segment to our segment with Vagabond Saints, who's got a very special announcement about a Twitter friend. And here's our interview with him. Oh, yes. And here's an interview for our pre-segment before our next segment 
with Vagabond Saints at Vagabond Saints on Twitter. Here's our pre-segment segment with him. And uh, now we're joined by Jim Watts, aka Vagabond Saints, from Twitter. I wish uh, you were here on a more uh, happy occasion, uh, but I'm glad you're on the show. And uh, thanks again for all the help you gave us with the logo. I uh, think nothing of it. And this actually is a happy occasion when you look at it in the big picture. Um, we're not looking at what could happen. We're looking at you know in the ways of negativity. We're looking at it in the sense of um, we're doing a good thing. Right. Um, and it's not so much we're wanting any attention for this. Um, Doomy, Joanna, um, has put up an incredible fight. Uh, she, I mean, just following her is very um, inspiring just to see that this this is human spirit that we're talking about. So, this, this woman has lost a lot and um, has had ups and downs, you know, outside of um, dealing with this, can, can you with, uh, can you give us a brief overview because we haven't really talked about this in the show? Can you give us a give us some yeah, background what, again? What ha- oh, what happened? Exactly? I guess that'd be a good place to start. Um, Joanna has had breast cancer and has had a double mastectomy. She's gone through the chemo. She's gone through the radiation. She has come out on top, but just recently she's been um, it's no longer in remission and it's inoperable. And her plans are to travel across the U.S. and meet everybody from, that she's made friends with on Twitter. You know, people that have been rooting her on, um, that have you know been supporting her emotionally and everything, and and, and rooting for. Um, and so we want to donate to this this uh, this tour of doom, as she's calling it. Um, and she, because and just for those who don't know, she is optimistic doom on Twitter. So that's where yes, the- she is. Yes, she is. I guess it's kind of a pun at the same time, so sure. it is. It is. Uh, that's originally um, I had gotten into her through Reverend Grimm. He told me about her that um, she had. Uh, she was a friend with with Nate with Hobo, and of course, as soon as we started following her through um, Vagabond Saints, we 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 saw that this this woman was just spectacular. And we've been following for, I'd say, a little over a year now, following her exploits and everything. And it was just uh, not too long after her interview on the Lovable Asshole podcast that, um, you know, I'd heard the news that she is no longer in remission and it's been, you know, uh, diagnosed inoperable. Um, I would say Friday, I was sitting here coming up with another, um, another line of shirts for Vagabond Saints. And somehow she got stuck in my head and I was like, you know what? Let me get a hold of her. Let me see. Let me see if we could do something for her. And I mean, we're, we're not much anyways. It's just me and a couple other people that have been, you know, pushing Vagabond Saints for a little while now. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes it's the smallest ones that can make the loudest noise. So, um, she, she actually agreed to this, um, to let us do this. You know, we're, we're just sponsoring. We're not trying right. to take any limelight, any accolades, anything. We're just offering a product so that people will donate, and then that money goes right to her. Uh, um, so she, wanna... gets, she gets the profit from every shirt and hat that's being sold right now. So, in a, Okay, so tell us how to find these shirts and hats, and then is there also, if you don't necessarily want to buy a product, is there a way you can donate to this fund? Yes, yes, there is. Um, we have a web store. The link is in our account. Um, I'm only familiar with the shortened version of it, um, but it's uh, freewebstore.org slash VSTL dash vestments. Um, and there you can find what we're calling the Vagabroad Canonical and the Vagabuddy Canonical, both of which just um, 
one's for the men, one's for the women. And we do have a button on there to make $10 donations, which people have actually have been jumping on. And we can go ahead and stick this in the show notes, too, in case people miss the link. Yeah. You can see it on the feed as well. Or you can go to uh, go to Twitter and go to Vagabond Saints, and the link is there as that well too. In, the prof- in his profile. Yep, it's in our profile. It's in a lot of the postings that we've been doing. Um, we started this Monday at noon, so on the 18th. And it's been, I think we're just, just now going into the 79th hour of this. We have had 21 orders for a total of 24 items, um, four donations, um, and our numbers right now is $230 in profits that we're giving to her, um, 120 in donations for a grand total of 340 Our awesome. goal is to, to do 1000 I think 1000 is is a good minimum to you know to give somebody to travel across the U.S. with. And when is this promotion running through? Number 8th. I would say that again, you kind of cut out there. Oh, I'm sorry. September 8th. September 8th. Okay. So go to uh, go look at the link in the show notes and uh, go there and either donate if you can or uh, if you would like a, a fancy hat or shirt or uh, or a lady's shirt or a man's shirt, then uh, go there and buy that from Vag- Vagabond Saints. Jimmy, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, so thanks should... for having me, guys. I've been a fan for a while, and it feels good to finally be on the show. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll get you back on and, uh, another time when we can talk about you know something. Uh, in addition to your own products, we can talk about something... Uh, a little more random. Oh, absolutely. Um, also, to let you guys know, I will be throwing your stickers in with every order. Oh, as thanks. I've been doing for a while now. <laughs> thanks, man. We really appreciate that. And uh, uh, we, thanks for all the support and the help you've been pouring in the creativity. So, And thanks for uh, the no promotion. No problem, guys. Thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to you know, be a part of this thanks. and to get the word out. Thanks, Jim. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey kids, it's me, F-13 from Cinema Diabolica. We have a new show called Diabolical Decades. If you haven't been listening to it, this is the kind of gold that you've been missing. Ah, I see. I imagine Jimmy Stewart to have soft hands. But I would have been like, bitch, you gotta go. Oh, thank God, it's just the face of Satan. I thought it was a prowler. Check us out at popsyndicate.net slash cinemadiabolica. It's time for the break. Room's double dead Hall of Fame. Hi, Billy Mays here for... Into the vagina and out the ass. Oh my goodness. Hello. Here to reconvene the committee that oversees the double dead Hall of Fame. We have not reconvened this committee since June 20th of the year of our Lord, 2014. Why? Right at two months. Just about, yes. Who is... It's closer than usual. Can you give us a... Any Entire recap of everyone that's in the double who day? was no, but sure. do, do you remember who was in the June twentieth episode? Have uh, you started who, writing it down? Yes, I just the, June twentieth. Uh, just June twentieth. Yes, <laughs> people that made I'm it in last correct. time were Philip Seymour Hoffman, Harold Ramis, and the Hobo Shack. I'm Federal Agent Jack Bauer. The Hobo, Hobo Shack, the show, not Nate, because <laughs> Nate's still alive. Clearly, <laughs> we, yeah, that's a terrible one to use though. Because where do you draw the line if you just start voting shows in? Did Thumbs of Fury are you, not make it? Are you saying, yeah, you wouldn't... Yeah, did Thumbs of Fury even go into... <laughs> Would you not have voted Media Sharks in, the show? No, I wouldn't have. Well, let's go ahead and... It's a show. So you voted, the Double Dead is for people. You said you voted him in, and well, now, now, cool. and now you're saying, saying now, it was a bad now, vote. I'm saying now, in hindsight, I'm saying we need to make sure not continue to blur you know the lines what? there. You know what? I don't agree with you. We okay. can vote. It's, I don't agree with you We can either. do whatever we want. Okay. Well, it could be a multi-purpose. I'm going to vote no on anybody else. It could be a multi-purpose Hall of Fame. Why we can find a people? Because that's the way show. it's always been. It's a dead show. We can change the rules. We're the committee. Mm, I'm not sure we can. 
We can. It's just been, this has been the same since ye old Egypt. So you hear that, Nate? Uh, Thomas hates you and your show. <laughs> You're actually now That's out what of I the said. double dead. Your show is out. <laughs> no, it's not. It's already in. Out. I'm just saying we need to not draw. <laughs> we need to start like putting TV shows and other shit in there that doesn't belong. Uh, we did vote out Pete Seeger that week. So the singer. Okay. He was I'm, in though. No, we voted he, to not no. include him. We voted to not include him. He's out. He got shoved out of Britney's asshole. Okay. But voting him out makes it sound like he was in at some well, point. Well, you know what I mean. He was we voted not, not to in. ever put him in. Right. He yeah. got shoved out through Britney's rusty asshole. So. Okay. <laughs> now you're combining the different Hall <laughs> things. Is that a problem? I like to I build mean, upon the foundation, Toms. I'm an How does the asshole get rusty? Is it a mechanical metal asshole? Yeah, it's a replacement robot asshole. And then so much diarrhea went through it, it like, yeah. rusted it Let's over. Let's reanalyze yeah. that question again sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it got rusted over. Uh, the diarrhea rusted over. <laughs> okay. Once you have your uh, robot colon, or your colon replaced with the robot colon. This is so. a confusing conversation. No. did you work at? <clears throat> Who knows? Uh, so let's get right to, to it. Know. Let's get right to it, gentlemen. Are you an archaeologist? <laughs> let's just get to it. Are, Are you ready to get to it? You? Can we get to it? Let's get to it. I'm waiting on you. Do right, it. I'm waiting on you. Go on with the fucking list. <clears throat> Meshock Taylor died in June. I believe it was somewhere after Casey Kasem. Give me the shocker, Taylor. Me shocking a bit ago. Me shocky Taylor, yes. Oh. He was Anthony Bouvier in Designing Women, who everybody thought was gay, but actually wasn't gay. Man, I do not remember He was also my brother. And he... <laughs> true. What? It's true. Dustin Taylor, Dustin, shocky Dustin, Taylor. Me shock oh, his little yeah. brother. Uh, actually, I guess big brother, because he died at 67. I was going to say, it would, be, it would be big brother. And he also played Hollywood Montrose, a gay fashion designer on in the movie Mannequin and Mannequin 2. I can't imagine why people thought he might be actually gay. <laughs> I know. I know. And he actually was straight in real life. But yet he played his two most famous characters were at being... seemed gay. Although yeah. Hollywood was obviously gay. So in the, if you watch Hollywood movie, in general? Holly, That's a really weird thing Hollywood to say. Hollywood the character. Hollywood Montrose. <laughs> uh, I was like jeez. Like, broad, you're really painting like, with a broad brush. You're painting everyone with that brush. <laughs> Super gay. <sighs> so uh does designing woman, women or women? He played the one male character on that show. So, what do you guys think? He was is, the gay uh, kid. Fuck no. Anthony Bouvier in or out? Out. I would say in. I'm going to say out. He's no, oh, thank you, Mark. He's We're no Julie drastically Schreiber. lowering our standards if that <laughs> motherfucker gets in. I forgot it's a majority vote, so we can put shows in without Thomas. Right, exactly. Forgot about that. And you know, yes. no, you can't. I'll burn the whole fucking building <laughs> to the ground. And according to Thomas, we lowered our standards when we put Nate show in. That's true. Track. So we I fucked didn't it say all it. up. We're not you just put words in my We're mouth. We're not unaccustomed to lowering our standards. We I fucked said it all up. Our honest. standards are shit. If we let designing women guy in, <laughs> and you said that about the hobo shack. You I did just not said that. say that. You Females don't that. have the right. Oh, Christ. Why do you always say that about Nate? <laughs> you know, because I hate him. That's all it is. <laughs> Uh, next up on the, on the uh, vegetables in my ass. Yeah, I mean, that's why he says it. Don't you think I'm a little sore and a little upset about that situation? <laughs> Do you have a <laughs> I really don't know what you think that means. I think it means you have a rusty hole, okay. or it's blooding. Do you realize you need something metallic in order to have rust? I, I know. I talked about it. You got your colon replaced with a robot colon. <clears throat> Some diarrhea flew oh, I see. flow this through. Now big it's long bullshit story. Shove it in my ass. Why do you try to describe God, it my science? How many times do I talk about my own ass? <laughs> Quite a bit. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> how many ass Yo drops ho do you ho. have? <laughs> I don't know a few. I would Yo rather ho the ho anus. Doesn't have anything to do with it. Good God! <laughs> I would rather the anus. They're all different. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Okay. 
So moving on uh, to the next uh, entrance on the death docket here, the double uh, dead hall of fame. Uh, the next. Uh, are you pulling uh, your just for the a hole? <laughs> Tommy Ramone, the drummer from the Ramones, the last of the Ramones to die. The last of the original Ramones. The last of the original Ramones. Yes, died at sixty-five. And they all there died. There, like, there's a. He was, was the a, oldest too, right? Like they I all think died he was the fairly oldest. young. Yeah. He that was a sample from his last concert. <laughs> Let's play that again. It sounds like he kind of had it. <laughs> He still had it going. Look at that. Still got quite the skills. Uh, died at 65 of bile duct cancer. I, I think oh, they all kind bio of... Bile duct cancer? Bile duct. Uh, mm, God, that's. I think they all kind of went out under bad means. Yeah. Did they? I, I think so. I didn't so. know that. Pretty sure there's a hell of a lot of heavy drug usage by those yeah, guys. Yeah, I would... I, I would think it. so. Probably <laughs> you hard lifestyle. <laughs> they were clean through and through. Not any more than we use in the break room. That's not saying a yeah, lot. Yeah, but our, our <laughs> versions of heroin and meth are purer than they had back in the yeah, day. Needles everywhere point. and sure. used lines on the table everywhere. <laughs> and it's it, basically the studios here. Yeah, and we've our needles only have the magic aids, so they're well, we we, don't, we've yeah. recovered. Yeah. The magic aids. We all get tested once a week so we can share a needle every week <laughs> yeah. just to make sure nobody's been going off the ranch and getting infected. So were you guys fans of the Ramones? They're okay. <clears throat> I'm a fan of their like greatest hits album, which yeah. I have. Like, I don't have like all the that. deep cuts. I'm honestly surprised that you like the Ramones. <clears throat> Classic. I, I honestly thought you would have been someone that. Oh, guess what? Fucking hit the Ramones. 1990. That's whoa! Mm-hmm. You just blew my fucking mind right now. <laughs> I like plenty of things pre 1990. <laughs> I like their hits. I don't like. I don't like having don't any know, the deep tracks. Yeah, or you anything. don't like the deep cuts, or you don't have them. I guess. Don't have them. I gotta don't say, to do them. I don't hate their Ramones. I just never really had a strong affinity for them. But I do recognize their. Uh, the imprint they left on cult musicals should be interesting, and they paved and, the way <clears throat> in a lot of respects. How many artists in like the '80s and '90s, and even sometimes still in the aughts and now, like that list them as yeah. a drastic like uh, sixteen? You know, somebody that inspired them mm-hmm. to do music, like to start their own band in high yeah. school or something like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, were, and, and visually, I mean, honestly, with the uh, the Ramones, you know, you see a lot of people wearing that black and white Ramones T-shirt that looks like the yep. seal of the U.S. Yep, they got they real popular in the yeah. They started that whole trend, and a whole bunch of bands and you know graphic artists copied that. So I recognize I'm not a huge fan of theirs. I I I don't mind it; doesn't bother me. Just never really got really into them. So it's I definitely it. not a ringing endorsement. I know, but I but they don't bother me. <laughs> I don't I don't mind it. It I doesn't never, bother me. I just never it's really, okay. It exists. I never got invested it's, in their in their product. I don't mind but, that it's on the planet. But I'm going to vote them in because I recognize their influence on musical culture. Man, Pete Dustin, that's stupid Nazi bitch. Yeah, I'll vote them in. Wow, the same that. reasons. In Meshock Taylor out. Oh wow, Tommy Ramone in. That's not. <laughs> it's not that surprising. <laughs> Out of those two choices, how you're like, wow, can't believe it. Can't believe Meshock Killer did not make it in. Work, work, work. You didn't vote him in. <laughs> I know. Still surprised that I didn't vote him in. <laughs> it's like I thought I would have at least had my own vote. You didn't vote him in, and you voted the Ramones in. Come on. Not Next up on the Double Hall of Fame Death Docket. Next story. Elaine Stritch. Now, I'm not overly familiar with her. Non Thirty Rock appearances. Didn't that she was a big Broadway actress and did uh, Farewell to Arms, the film, and a bunch of others I didn't really recognize. But uh, Jennison, Jennison? I know her mostly as Jack Donaghy's mom on Thirty Rock, <clears throat> the sassy old lady, and she died in her sleep at eighty nine. I forgot about her on there. So I haven't seen Thirty Rock in a little bit of time. She died at the age of what? Eighty nine. Died in her sleep. The best way to go. Yeah, that's probably true. It's got to be. Uh, why don't we let uh, Tank Engine go first? I was trying to see if I knew her from anything. <clears throat> trying to find her in Flinger? 
I'm looking on IMDb. Probably not too good at this point. To meet her on She was in Oz, apparently, which I've still not seen. It looks like most of the things she was in were pre-2000. She hasn't been in Oz well, she the hasn't I've seen so far, but she is an old F. Are you talking about Oz the TV series? She yes. That? Oh, she I thought you meant Oz the movie. Wizard of? No. Wizard of. <laughs> yeah, I don't recognize her at all, so I'm going to have to say no just because I don't I don't know her. Well, I'm going to say in because she was greatness on 30 Rock. Dustin? I'm going to say no because that's all we know her from. Elaine Stritch, you've just been shoved out of Britney's rusty asshole. <laughs> and to get onto the concrete pad. Oh my goodness. Hello. Hot caliche melting under the Texas sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there was a show she was in called Two's Company. Is that a sequel to Three's Company? Surely not. A sequel? Yeah. They killed someone off and kept yeah. going? <laughs> they killed off Suzanne Summers. Yeah, exactly. It was just Jack and, and Lane Stritch. It's <laughs> awesome. So in August, we've had three notable deaths. The first one being Lauren Bacall. I love you. From many films. Also a big Broadway actor like Lane Stritch, but... Some of her big movies, The Marriage Has Two Faces and Murder on the Orient Express. Honestly, don't know much. Of her. I can't say I've seen one of her movies. I haven't either. And I'm not well versed in her work. So based on my lack of history with her, out. God, man. And yeah, again, she's an older lady that was in a lot of things very early. And then not very, like, like in the early, mid-1900s and up. I should say <clears> definitely she, in the time period of cinema that Thomas hates. So right, she's definitely out for him. This is around the time uh, of Casablanca, so yeah, she died at 89 of a stroke. By the way, I'm going to say out too, just because again, I'm not familiar with her. Right, I, uh, she probably deserves to be in there. Sure, but I don't. I'm sure she does. I don't know. I don't know her well enough. But based on the making fun of me, and then you don't even vote her in. Well, I, I said I would actually watch her stuff and probably sure. like her, which no, is different. I don't think you would. But based on break room criteria, that's that's what we live by. There's exactly. only rules and the, the standards that we can adhere to. In here, yeah. It's our world. It's our I Hall of Fame. Well, I don't, don't know about our world, but <laughs> it's right. definitely our Hall of Fame. It is our world here. Okay. Well, it's, yeah. So I'm actually, the next one we're going to is the last death of this month. Not the last. Death, the last. The last. And that is Don Pardo, the most famously, probably for our generation, the announcer of SNL. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the guy, he died at 96, first of all, also passed away asleep at 96. He had, he was still announcing for SNL up until uh, he, the day he died. Is uh, he's in the finale of the dude who beat on what's-her-name? Yeah, he was, yeah, actually, yes. His name is Pardo, so no. <laughs> uh, but no, he was still doing announcing, although he had gotten aware, I think since 2004, no? he had been actually been recording them from his house in Arizona, so he wasn't flying out to New York anymore <clears> still to do them. But he was still doing it at 96, and his voice... Sounded, Sounded almost exactly pretty much damn the same. solid for 96. Uh, he was a war reporter during it's World War II. More solid than us in our mid 30s. Yeah, oh, yeah. Our voices are degenerating quickly. And then he became a TV <laughs> reporter for NBC Radio. Uh, after, in 1944, after coming home from the war, he toured the NBC building in New York. And in the midst of that tour, somebody loved his voice so much, they asked him to audition for the role and be- he think, became the voice can you of say NBC. This? Musical guest. He actually didn't sound like that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Now, he also uh, did play by play for the Yankees for NBC when they started experimenting with uh, television in 1946. It's some sort of basketball team that's based in the New York area. It's so funny. So funny. I think they were led by Magic AIDS Johnson. (laughs) Probably. It's the wrong side of the continent. Doesn't he lead all sports franchises? He started Magic AIDS. (laughs) Especially in the early 50s. He was a big leader. 
Now, interestingly, he made the first announcement of Kennedy's assassination in 1963 on TV. So would you like to hear that audio? No. Should be interesting. Yeah, should. In downtown Dallas, President Kennedy was shot today just as his motorcade left downtown Dallas. Mrs. Kennedy jumped up and grabbed Mr. Kennedy. She cried, oh, no. The motorcade sped on. A photographer said he saw blood on the president's head. It was believed two shots were fired. Keep tuned to your NBC station for the later news. I'd like he to just give us the comment. Downtown Dallas being used twice in the same sentence. He doesn't sound anything like Latter-day Dawn no, Paul, he no. no, he doesn't. <laughs> Latter-day. Well, it was Latter-day, was it not? <laughs> sure, he started in like 75, whenever the show started. Well, in he after that happened, he actually became the voice uh, for three of the biggest game shows. Jeopardy, Price is Right, and Wheel of Fortune. He was the first announcer for all those. Uh, he was the announcer for Jeopardy up until it ended its first run in 1975, but before... And they used to use some weird-ass music. They really did, yes. Really? <clears throat> and yeah. you can tell if you listen to those clips, which I don't have any here, but he starts to... He's slowly becoming the Don Pardo voice that we all <laughs> that know we love. remember. So then he finally, in 1975, got the offer, since he was already the voice of NBC, he got the offer to uh, be the voice for SNL, and Lorne Michaels really wanted him. And he was into it because he'd been doing game shows for a long time. Uh, here is his first... SNL appearance where he flubs the line the not ready for primetime players on the very first broadcast of Saturday Night Live and it wasn't called Saturday Night Live at the time Live from New York it's Saturday Night (laughs) NBC Saturday Night So yes, he did the not for ready primetime players. It's interesting though in that uh, intro, they didn't feature. They just called them. They didn't even identify each cast member. They just called out George Carlin, a yeah, couple people guess. I've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They and, did that for a long time. Really? I oh yeah. Oh, wow. I've never watched the really really early that. seasons. I've watched the like the mid '80s up until the modern era. I've never. I haven't gone back and watched entire episodes from the original run. Just you know. The most Gosh, I haven't sketches. watched that show like recently in so long. Like, yeah, I, the current show. I see the popular so sketches long. that get out there, but yeah, I haven't watched. I've heard it sucks. Yeah, wow. if, if there's a sketch that gets talked about, right. I'll watch that. But I mean, I don't. I, I can't tell you the last time I actually sat down and watched the show. Uh, now he, well, like we said before, he actually was the announcer up until his death, the season, the most recent season finale. And is this a comment? Right now, as far as I know, they don't know who's going to take over for him. He actually was. He actually missed two seasons. I think it was 81 and 82 when Lorne Michaels left. And there were two guys that filled up for him, but when Lorne Michaels came back, uh, he asked him to come back as well. Now, the other notable thing about him was he's only one of two people to be offered a lifetime contract at NBC. It was him and Bob Hope. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And uh, he also was the voice of the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade until 1999. And then he retired from that, and he slowly he moved back to Arizona. 
tried to do announcing from his home for uh, SNL, was but then Dick? they asked him to come back to the studio, and he did that for a long time again. Was Dick, what's his name on NBC? <laughs> Dick Sargent? No. Dick York? You know who I'm talking about. My name's Media. Dick you know Media? who I'm talking about? The guy who had a stroke, and then he sounded terrible on New Year's Eve and I have no stuff. idea. Shut up. Dick Clark? Vermeil? Yes, Dick Clark. Was Dick Clark on, or was that was ABC? Was he on ABC I or was NBC? ABC? I think it was ABC. Okay. Was he offered a lifetime contract? Well, this was NBC we're talking about. I'm just curious if know. he was, too. If I knew that, that would require research, okay. and that's not one of our pillars. <laughs> okay, got just it. I'm not, I'm just not, I don't know. I barely do research just for the people that have died, so. <laughs> so, Don Pardo. You knew what dick I was talking about. <laughs> one of the most famous <laughs> announcers of our time up there with, uh... That guy and that guy. Shove it in my ass. And the guy that did laugh in. I uh, wasn't talking about that, sir. <laughs> yeah, okay. That so, guy. Dustin, what do you say about Don Pardo? <laughs> That's just like a normal me saying it. It has no relevance if you don't know the other drop. That guy. Good God. Oh, I'm, I'm starting this? Yes. <clears throat> uh, I think just because SNL has been such a big part of uh, the culture, culture and everything over the years. Yeah. And definitely a big part of my life, mm. especially in the younger years. It was a big family sit-down thing. and Right. Uh, I'm going to have to say in. Thomas? Absolutely. And I, too, would have said, if my vote counted, would have said yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but it doesn't. It's one of the, one of the most iconic voices of our time. Sure. Lastly, Next to Mark Hudson's? Yeah, no. mine is clearly the best. I will be voted into the Double Dead Health Fame, into the announcer's <laughs> wing. I don't know. I we'll make see. more than Although both I will, of you. I will be the. Uh, there, are, there are two votes, and it requires a majority. <laughs> well, I will be the. So. I will be the last one to shed this mortal coil. So when I hire the other break room staffers, the next generation, they will vote me in. It, it'll be a requirement upon hiring. Yes. Yeah. When I give them, you must life. vote me into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I too am going. I like to... how the bold prediction that you will be the last one to shed this mortal <laughs> coil. Uh, I'm also going to give myself a lifetime times. contract, <laughs> along with Bob Hope, on the Breakout on the Media break Network. <laughs> Not on any real network. I'm offering myself a lifetime contract, and I accept. Oh my God. <laughs> Bob Hope, do you also accept? Yes, you do. Bob Thank you, Hope Double Dead Bob Hope. <laughs> and Dick Clark. Bob Hope, in. <laughs> Bob Hope, in. Dick Clark, in. There we go. Was there, there wasn't anybody else, right, that died? Nobody, nobody popular at all? That was it? No, no, we had one more. Oh, okay. You can fire the music again, the death music. <laughs> it's in blue, so. The death music? <laughs> The music leads for every That's what it's called. It's the name diarrhea. of the track. Diarrhea? So, the last guy we have to tackle Little is last. Robin Williams. And I, he died at 63 through very unfortunate circumstances. Why do we have to tackle him? Because <laughs> we love him so much. We really don't. He's uh, going to get a triple in. You know it. That was pretty interesting. After being diagnosed with Parkinson's, he was 63. Uh, he apparently got in having apparently massive money problems because of two divorces. He got into severe depression. I don't have monkey problems. You don't have monkey problems? <laughs> That's a joke for office fans. Nobody even knows what you're talking about. Yeah, Is that people do. who work in your office? We're talking about the TV show. For Very your top popular. secret military contractor? You know all about it. I've never heard of that. Apparently he doesn't. You've never heard of The Office I've, before? Apparently I've, I've he's not really so We should just office. go ahead and go back and listen to episode 12 where you interviewed someone from The Office on this show. <laughs> she was someone who worked in my company. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. You offered her a lifetime breakout media. <laughs> Angela Kinsey also has a lifetime breakout media contract <laughs> if she wants it. Just like Glenn Morshower. <laughs> now, Marina Baccarin, any and, of them have Marina Baccarin, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with Robin Williams. He was in a show called Mork and Mindy, which 
was a spinoff to the Happy day. Days. I have yeah. never watched an episode of that show. Of Happy Days or Mork and Mindy? Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy was a weird show, but it was kind of funny. And it, you know, mostly because of him, obviously, and Jonathan Winters, who it's played his son. Obviously, very dated humor. At very this dated, point, sure. But, but it's so weird that it was a spinoff of Happy Days. I know. That it was a TV, show that was set in the early TV stations 60s, will do anything for but ratings. It, but it was... But, but why Mindy it was set in the, the 70s, Happy Days... But an alien showed up in Happy Days where Fonzie was jumping a shark. Yeah. I mean, they they just really went off the rails they in really the last years. I mean, somebody was really high. And it also produced Laverne and Shirley. Makes Another sense. Back in that day. Show. Sure. I guess Laverne, Laverne and Shirley makes more sense. But Mork and Mindy, an alien that comes to Ron Howardville. Yeah. I know. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. But it was, it was an okay show. I used to watch it on TV Land or Nick and I as it was known in my day, back in the day. Whatever the hell. Uh... Okay, well, it wasn't sure, a separate bad. network back in the day. True. Uh, you may have also known him from a movie called Mrs. Doubtfire. A may movie have. called Good Morning in Vietnam. Uh, a movie called The Fisher King, Did Aladdin, Dead Poet Society, which we may or may not be talking about in the next segment. Did y'all happen to see that BBC thing, uh, news thing, about uh, some BBC news uh, comedy? It looked like a daily show type thing, talking about Westboro Baptist, talking about per- uh, partitioning. Uh, being outside the Does that have something funeral. to do with Rob Williams? Yes, okay. about his. <laughs> they were talking about doing it at his funeral. Oh, the... Uh, no, I did not hear that. Uh, it's funny. You should watch Just it. give us the comments. Would I'll you, show it to you later. Will you read us the script? It's pretty funny. It's not, there's no script that I'm Can aware. you do it in every voice that they right. did in that no, particular I can't. segment? It was really funny. Can you do it as Charles? I definitely <laughs> can't do BBC. that. I'll show it to you later. <laughs> I had totally oh forgotten. God. I totally forgot. That was him watching the segment. He was also in Goodwill Henning, and I totally forgot Henning. About Henning. The scene. Uh, <laughs> it's like where they harvest eggs from a chicken coop. Goodwill Henning. <laughs> I really totally forgot about the scene. How about them eggs? <laughs> How did he get an Oscar nom for that? <laughs> I haven't seen this movie since it came out, but this is a great really? scene from Goodwill Hunting. How about Hook? You also forgot to mention and that. I did forget Hook. Oh, there's a lot of movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Toys, just some uh, iconic movies. How about Patch uh, Adams? How Patch about, Adams. Uh, Good Morning Vietnam. He did mention that. There's lots I of things. Oh, that. I didn't yeah. hear that one. But there's so many. There's a lot. So oh, one hour photo. Patch Adams, photo. man. Patch Adams is greatness. And I was watching it the other day just to because I forgot how great it is, and I wanted to watch it again. And man, dude, what's his name's in that too? Who made the last Double Dead? Marion Backer plays his uh, what's his what's the triple name? Bad guy from Mission Impossible Three. I can't remember. Philip right Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. He's the roommate that can't stand him because he's a goofball and is able to make better grades than him. Like, good God, it's crazy. Did an underrated movie called Awakenings. I don't know if you've seen that you've one. Seen that. Oh, uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, what's the one about his wife dying and uh, he like goes to heaven or hell or what something? Dreams may come. Yeah, that one too. That was a good one too. Like, God, there's so many movies he did. He was, did a lot of great movies. Really good. Yeah. But this is a great scene from Goodwill Hunting. I totally forgot about the scene until I heard it on the radio earlier this week. But here we go. You ever wonder what your life would be like if you? Uh... If you never met your wife. I wonder if I'd be better off without her. No, no, no. I'm not saying, like, no. better off. I didn't mean it. Like, it's all right. You know, it's an important question. Because you'll have bad times, but that'll always wake you up to the good stuff you weren't paying attention to. And you don't regret meeting your wife. Why? Because the pain I feel now? Oh, I got regrets, Will, but I don't regret a single day I spent with her. So when did you know, like, that she was the one for you? October 21st, 1975. Damn it, Robin! Jesus Christ, you know the fucking day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they could have cut that out. Of the World Series. <laughs> Biggest game in Red Sox history? Yeah, sure. My friends and I had you know, slept out on the sidewalk all night to get tickets. You got tickets? Yep. Day of the game, 
We're sitting in a bar waiting for the game to start. But are you serious? Walks this girl. <laughs> that was an amazing game, though. You know, Appreciate bottom you of the eighth, Carbo ties it up at 6-6. Six, six. It went to 12. Bottom of the 12th, in stepped Carlton Fisk. Old Pudge. Steps up to the plate. You know, he's got that weird stand. Yeah. And then, boom! He clocks it, you know. High five ball on the left field line. 35,000 people on their feet, yelling at the ball, but that's not because Fisk, he's waving at the ball like a madman. Yeah, get over! Get over! Get over! And then it hits a foul pole. Hey! Oh, he hey! 35,000 fans, you know, they charge the field, you know? Yeah, and he's fucking pulling oh, no, He's like, get away! Get away! Get away! Get away. Baby. I can't fucking believe you had tickets in that fucking game! Yeah. Did you rush the field? Uh, no, I didn't rush the fucking field. I wasn't there. What? No, I was in a bar having a drink with my future wife. You missed Pudge Fist's home run? Oh, yeah. To have a fucking drink with some lady you never met? Yeah, but you should have seen her. She was a stunner. I don't care if Oh, fucking... no, no, she lit up the room. I don't Ooh. care if Helena Troy walks oh, into the Helena room. That's Troy. game six. Oh, my God. And who are these fucking friends of yours? They let you get away with that? <laughs> they had to. What did you say to them? Just slid my ticket across the table and I said, Sorry, guys, I gotta see about a girl. <laughs> I gotta go see about a girl? Yeah. That's what you said? I had. And they let you get away with that? Oh, yeah, they saw in my eyes and I meant it. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you, Will. That's why I'm not talking right now about some girl I saw at about 20 years ago and how I always regretted not going over and talking to her. I don't regret the 18 years I was married to Nancy. I don't regret the six years I had to give up counseling when she got sick. And I don't regret the last years when she got really sick. And I sure as hell don't regret missing a damn game. That's regret. Wow. Wow. Would have been nice to catch that game, though. I didn't know Pudge was going to hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs> to awesome. me, I, you know, man, he was, uh, yeah. yeah. Man. When he got on a talk show or on I haven't rewatched that in a long time. It is, uh, it's interesting to hear his Bostonian accent come and go, like, <laughs> as he's trying to fake it. To me, that's an example of I actually prefer the subdued Robin Williams. Not that he wasn't funny. It was when pretty he was interesting. Going a million miles an hour and being ballistic. He was exhausting in that when he was sometimes in that mindset. Some of which was a lot of times which were fueled by cocaine and alcohol. But when he was going ballistic, it was exhausting. But I actually, After, I actually, uh, what was it, two thousand three or ninety? Well, he lapsed back in two thousand three. Yeah, and went back into rehab. Put himself into rehab. But I guess it was like yeah. I guess it was before that, and then he went back yeah. in rehab there. Guess, well, they said he was, you know, sober and everything at this point. Yeah. Stober? Yeah. Was stober. Unlike yourself. He was stober. But I actually prefer the... Con- Maybe it's the contrast that makes him so great. The ballistic Robin Williams that you saw in Doubtfire and... Yeah, he did calm in that movie, too. It no, was both... He wasn't completely ballistic. No, he wasn't. But I'm saying other movies where he had the opportunity to just break out and do everything he wanted. I actually prefer the calmer version of Robin He's a fantastic actor. And I think I love movies so you where you didn't like that. Good Morning Vietnam much then. No, I'm not. I didn't. I'm not saying I didn't like those okay. movies. I'm just, I'm just saying, saying that's saying, an example of mostly him being yeah, more like that. Yeah, so I figure is. you might not like it as much. Well, and, and well, I'll talk about that later with the next segment. But I think he's a really good actor, and is I think his subdued parts, much like Jim Carrey uh, in uh, Eternal Sunshine, Eternal Sunshine, shows God. what you know these some of these actors that are known for just doing their thing, like Adam Sandler, are actually not bad. Like oh, even Truman Show, he showed that yeah, also. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. I love to see the range. I think and Truman Show was the first one that yeah. it, it went from him just being chaotic. Not to make this about Jim Carrey, but yeah. 
But yeah, that's a perfect example. Just like that, like mm-hmm. a guy who's completely ridiculous all the time, and then, and then flips a switch, yeah. and then does something else, and it's like, holy it's, it's crap, nice this guy's good. It's nice to see that they have something else yeah. in their, I in like their those. arsenal. And I, nice. I, I loved it when Robin Williams was not being ballistic, and he was just just acting. And because I, I think he, I, I feel like he was a very, very convincing in, in just about every role he played as that person. Well, we'll, so, definitely, yeah. talk, we'll definitely talk about that more in the next segment for sure. <laughs> That's right. But that being said, he was when he was going ballistic, he was also very, very funny. He's just exhausting to watch sometimes. Because sure. his I think brain most is firing of that, so fast. Most of that was in when he was doing interviews. Yeah, like his interviews saying, were and on insane for, for stand up a lot. Very of times. true. See a lot I don't know. Interviews, I, I didn't mind stand up, live shows, but, all no, of it. but the interviews, it's like maybe have just a slight serious <laughs> conversation in an interview, you gotta go fucking nuts. Yeah, you stand up you haven't seen his stand ups? No, no uh, I have. I, I didn't oh, mind okay. it as much in the stand ups. Yeah. The, the interviews, it's like, okay, it's every random it's just, thing absolutely under the sun. And it's just amazing to watch the man work because his brain would just fire with so rapid. Like, how does anybody do that? Yeah. And the guy was just a genius. And I was reading. He was on the next level. He was. He sure. was on the next level. That he, guy? I didn't know this, but he quit Juilliard in his junior year and said Juilliard had nothing else to teach him. No. And his professor said, that's fine. That you're is a genius. The ultimate you can go. pow there. That is an ultimate, <laughs> ultimate pow. Like a fucking nut. So I don't think it's any surprise. Um,. For me, there's no question the guy's in. Dustin? Actually, Thomas let's go to Thomas. Like, we haven't, yeah. It's a good point. He's on Flinger, but he can still vote. Without, I'm not on Flinger. Without uh, without any doubt. Absolutely. Dustin, would you, oh would you put goodness. him out? Huh? Would you put him out? Put him out? No. Shut him down. What does that Yeah, I don't know exactly what that means, but no, <laughs> I would have voted him in. This is the longest show ever. Would, would you, you put him put through him Brittany's out? Rusty's, uh, <laughs> rusty asshole? <laughs> okay. No, I would have voted him in, like I just said. But would you have voted him in? Oh, my God. Good. What's happening? So, Robin Williams, you are safely nestled in the actor slash comedian wing of the Double Hood Hall of Fame. Absolutely. So, coming up, we're going to continue to talk Robin Williams. We're going to cover the, for the Double Flame Hall of Fame. That's right. It's a big thumb show this week. (laughs) Two Hall of Fame. It's a two Hall of Fame week on this show. That's right. We're going to double fist the Hall of Fames with the Double Flame Hall of wow, Fame. Wow. Talking about wow, dead wow. society. a little bit to do with this segment. After we do this line of coke, huff this paint, and tastefully tuck, we'll be right back to the break room. Go ahead and get naked and call in the question of the week to 469-665-9827. Still rest. Always believed the story of Cinderella to be a tale of love and magic. Cinderella finds love and is whisked away to a world of whimsical fantasy that most can only imagine in their dreams. But not even Cinderella knows the full story. Unbeknownst to Cinderella, her fairy tale life is saturated with dark magic and evil workings, all being masterminded by the malevolent high demon known as Askaroth. Askaroth's twisted plan spans Cinderella's life, first as an abused young girl, then queen of the kingdom of Cinderlon, mother and widow. Narrated by the high demon Askaroth, this tale is told in three parts. Only a single piece is told at one time, but as he himself puts it, the pieces fall much better when they do not fall in order. Do you not agree? 
Budgie Bigelow brings a tale that is truly imaginative and delves into the story of Cinderella like no other before. Askaroth is a cringe-filled thrill ride that should not be read alone in the dark. Look for Askaroth by Budgie Bigelow on Amazon.com and in the Kindle store today. I When he went too deep, I clenched him off. Okay. Speak. God. I thought you were going now, right into it. If you don't it. know about this, the Westboro Baptist Church is an American church who have become famous for their God hates fags slogans up. and picketing of high profile funerals. This week they called Robin Williams a fag lover and threatened to picket his funeral over his debauched and hedonistic ways. All right. I don't think this is okay, for a number of reasons. Firstly, regardless of your religious beliefs, you don't disrupt a funeral. A person died, his family are mourning, it's not about you, dickhead. All right. Secondly, if you really believe in standing up to those threatening the Christian way of life, Westboro Baptist Church, how about putting your money where your mouth is, taking a direct flight to Iraq and picketing the people threatening to behead Christians if they don't convert? Surely that's more of a threat to Christianity than the guy who said, do you think God ever gets stoned? Look at a platypus, I think you think he might. <laughs> Baptist Church who'd say, well, the Iraqi Christians aren't real Christians because they're not extreme enough. They're willing to have their heads chopped off rather than convert. That's pretty freaking extreme. I will personally pay for every member of the Westboro Baptist Church to fly to Iraq right now. I'll even fly you first class and pay the carbon offset. Because I, I reckon one of two things will happen. Either you'll die while defending your beliefs and you'll be carried away to heaven in a gold chariot to sit at the right hand of God for all eternity. Or if I'm right, and I'm willing to bet a dozen first class flights that I am, God will be standing at the pearly gates alongside a five foot eight hairy American comedian dressed as a middle aged Scottish nanny saying, Hello! And just when you think there's a chance he might let you in, God will look back and go, Hey, not only do I love fags, but I fucking hate dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, what are the four pillars? Tradition, honor, discipline, excellence, manners up. Welton Academy for Boys, a breeding ground for the future leaders of America, an institution dedicated to achievement, ah! virtue, and conformity. 
A school whose rigid standards are upheld by every single teacher, except one. Come on, Mr. Overstreet, you twerp. Mr. Anderson. Are you a man or an amoeba? Language is developed for one endeavor, and that is... To communicate. No! To woo women. Mr. Keating. Touchstone Pictures presents Robin Williams as John Keating, teacher. Well, is this a dagger I see before me? Philosopher. I like Byron. I give him a 42, but I can't dance to him. Orator. Oh, Titus, bring your friend hither. And founder of the Dead Poet Society. A bunch of guys sitting around reading poetry. No. Ding. Thank you for playing anyway. What was the Dead Poet Society? The Dead Poets were dedicated to sucking the marrow out of life. Spirits soared, women swooned, and gods were created. Not a bad way to spend an evening, eh? I hereby reconvene the Dead Poets Society. To strive, to seek, to find. Gotta do more, gotta be more. Dare to walk a new path. Dare to strike out and find new ground. I'm hearing rumors, John, about some unorthodox teaching methods in your classroom. Break out. I'm gonna do it! John Keating. He began by teaching English. Now, he's changing lives. I got the part! Tear out the entire introduction. Who put you up to it? Was it this new man, this, uh, Mr. Keating? Are we just playing around out here? Or do we mean what we say? Vision, honor, discipline, rip, What is this dead poet society? I want names. This is a battle, a war. The casualties could be your hearts and souls. For the first time in my life, Medicine, law, business, engineering. These are noble pursuits. Poetry, romance, love. These are what we stay alive for. That's beautiful. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. Sit down. Oh. All right, then. Well, that was the end of that, then. (laughs) That was a terrible end. Nice that you previewed that audio you pulled. I did preview it. He just killed it. I just accidentally killed it while I was playing it off. So that's the end of that. That's all you need to hear. (laughs) Y'all think you're not here yet? I have not seen it in my three yet. So we are here to <laughs> really talk about the movie Aladdin from Disney Pictures. We're here in the brand new, newly christened Double Fame Hall of Fame, <laughs> which has only had two entrants so far, I believe. And both oh, of them were Batman Only films, Batman so. has been here. Yeah. So thankfully we've moved on to something else. <laughs> There's only a Batman wing that has been constructed. We're really going to vote on Batman Begins, but we're going to talk about... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Dead Poets. Talk about 1989's Dead Poets Society, a... Movie, I would say that uh, obviously oh, wow. influenced our generation quite a bit. Obviously, really uh, made the phrase "carpe diem" quite famous in popular culture, uh, where it had not really had a large place before outside of philosophy. I feel like, oh. but are you serious? But it really made it more of a pop phrase. Uh, yeah, that it integrated the into the pop culture yeah, a really. hell of a lot more yeah. than it was before, which eventually became YOLO. But it got greatly reduced down to Terrible. YOLO. YOLO is really a bad option um, of that, but yeah. It is. Horrible it's reduction. It's the same concept, but that's what it became in the modern shit-ass culture that we live in. So this was directed by Peter Weir, and it was based on a story by... Maybe that's the wrong last name. Anyways, it's based on a story by Tom Weir from his experiences <laughs> at a prep school in Tennessee. And he's and, gay. Uh, the character of John Keating was actually based on his professor, uh, Samuel Pickering, who is actually still teaching to this day. Uh, his real name is Dan Hunter. <laughs> his, na- his real name is not Dan Hunter, me. <laughs> me. And stupid electronic mark. And the, uh, the school was actually in Tennessee, not in the Northeast, where the movie is. <clears throat> uh, now, Something about the Northeast was more intriguing for the well, set of the story, Because everything has to take place in the Northeast. No, what it was, was they wanted to have God. the big Los Angeles. typical Southerner. 
Well, well the, Los Angeles, and you're going to tell me most movies don't take place in well, New York or Los Angeles? Uh, they do, but but I think that has to do with more along the lines of it's easier to shoot places that you actually are. Uh, maybe. Well, for the, and all the movies are most of the movies are made in, in the Northeast or Los Angeles. I guess that's true. In this case, it was actually going to shoot in Tennessee originally, but because they wanted to depict the entire year and they wanted snow it was too expensive to try to produce fake snow oh, okay. so they decided to move it to the northeast makes when they sense doing the budget so makes that sense. kind of school so, seems to fit in the northeast better anyway yeah. so they filmed, it, they filmed it in greenland and tunisia so they could yes, make it as star wars exactly. as possible added a second moon it was actually filmed <laughs> at uh a real preparatory school called st andrews i think <laughs> second sun you yeah. mean yeah that would have been pretty awesome yeah whatever he looks off into the dual sunset <laughs> I really want to act. <laughs> yes. Scored by John Williams. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. I feel like that would have diminished it a little bit. So God. interestingly, the what? student that, that had the poem that was like, the cat sat on the mat. You remember that? I assume you guys watched, actually watched this movie. Of course. The, yep. the student that said actually in the movie that said the cat sat on the mat or whatever it was, he's actually a real student, or he was at the time, at St. Andrews. He actually, because of that one I'm role, pirate, you he ended up making princess. more than all of his teachers. That year, making more money. Awesome. I can believe yeah. that. Good for him. It's almost as good as your poem. I'm a pirate, you are a princess. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very limited. Someday I should recite the entire thing. Awful poem. <laughs> All 53 stanzas of I'm a pirate, you are a princess. And at like 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Yeah, exactly. I am a pirate, you are a princess. <laughs> Just stand outside your house and give a reading every, every Saturday morning. Yes. All 53 stanzas. <laughs> So originally the role God, was supposed of that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So let's start the list. How about we say? Originally the role of was supposed to go to, to uh, Dustin Hoffman to play John Keating, and he was actually going to direct it. And then it was considered. It was then given. They, it was offered. And they offered it to uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, no. Jack Nicholson wanted to make profits off of all of the action figures and stuff that were sold until all the dead posts <laughs> until it dies. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's the reverse uh, Batman. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they gave it to Bill Murray, but then, we have to have Batman talk in the Double Dead Hall, <laughs> of course, because <laughs> we haven't already. And then they actually gave the role to Liam Neeson with the first director, but then the film changed directors, and uh, really? Peter, Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater wanted Robin Williams. That so, makes sense. That's interesting. I wonder how different of a movie it would have felt with Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson, or Bill Murray, or Dustin Hoffman. God, there's Jack all Nicholson sorts of Batman ties into this movie. Robin Williams was first offered the Joker part. Yeah. Liam Neeson was obviously in the reboot. Like, it's all everywhere. It's all about Batman, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Everything in the Double Flame Hall of Fame you will hear has Batman. some sort of Batman tie. That's why we picked the Dead Poet Society of his movies. <laughs> it's for the Batman ties. <laughs> exactly. It's awesome. So we're going to do Secretary next, because uh, what's Maggie Gyllenhaal was played. Exactly. Took over Katie Holmes' role. Secretariat? Secretary. <laughs> Not the horse movie. <laughs> oh, the movie like, James Spader. <laughs> I think that's weird. Uh, now, originally in the movie, the, uh, John Keating was actually supposed to die of leukemia, but the director... In the movie? Yeah. Wow. But the director decided that it would be better to just focus on the students instead better of... to get him fired. Yeah. yeah. To say fired. Spoiler him. alert. And the movie never hit number one, actually, at the box office. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised about that, too. 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Although it ended up making over $250 million, it never hit number one. In wow. the fucking theater? Mm-hmm. Damn. Anywhere around the world. Damn. Yeah, but it ended up making a shit ton of money. That's pretty, like, for that time, that's got to be ridiculous, Zico. right? Yeah. Pretty for the love of Christ, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> that's when you're really excited to yell that. No. <laughs> so how long, it, how long had it been since you guys had actually watched 
Dead Poets Society. Oh my gosh, at least 15, 20 years. I was going to say probably 20 years. Yeah, me too. There was, there was a lot I remembered and a lot I didn't remember. I actually, when the credits were rolling, I was like, oh, Ethan Hawke is in this? Like, I didn't remember he was in it at all. <laughs> that was at the end? <laughs> no, at the beginning. <laughs> he had already, yes, already forgot end. he was in it. At the end. I was like, I didn't recognize him. No, I'm saying at the beginning. The beginning credits, I was like, oh. You recognized him during the movie, but then you forgot about it, and then the credits Shut rolled. up. No. <laughs> but, uh, Yeah. <laughs> No, but a yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was some, like you say, there was some of the iconic things I remembered. I remember the whole Carpe Diem speech he gave at the beginning. The speech in the middle where he calls him in in the middle of the class and talks about, it was some of it was in that commercial about what poetry is about and it's about life and it's a really, really good monologue. Yeah, and Robin Williams was very... Both of those are really good speeches. Yeah. Very interested in this movie. Actually, I felt like when he breaks off into talking about, you know, the way you've heard Shakespeare is, and he goes off on all these different voices, one of which which was strangely off screen. They just kept focusing on the, the students' faces. Yeah. Actually, that was my least favorite part when he's explaining Shakespeare to these kids through the, through the different voices. I, I felt like it really detracted from the movie. Not to say it wasn't you a liked, good movie. You like the dude being spanked in the principal's office way more hot. than that? That was way hotter. <laughs> That's what he came. That was way more sexy. <laughs> but yeah, no, they didn't. That didn't bother me at all. I thought that was just part of his character, the creative angle I that guess, he was going but for. And to me, to me, it was like it was too much Robin Williams, like the comedian, being infused into that role where that wasn't really needed. But he's not ever. I don't know that he's ever completely removed from some of that well, because no, some I mean, of that is him. No yeah. actor is. Ever and some of that, that is but, what people yeah. want from him when they right. sign I him guess. on to do the movie. But for a movie like this, I didn't really. Well, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I really didn't want it personally. That was such a minuscule part, too. Yeah. It was. You're you're picking a stupid but part I, to get I'm, all upset about. You're stupid, <laughs> and your mom's stupid. I didn't call you stupid, and your entire family's stupid. <laughs> wow, uh, God! But I'm just referring back to our last segment. You know, talking about the and if you're versus, not in my immediate circle, you will incur my wrath. Uh, sometimes when you are, Robin. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Sometimes when you think you are. I don't know. I thought I thought that was such a small divergence, and it was sure. not. I'm just. I and that was it, like I the it only time that that. Yes, it was. Really came out. Honestly. I thought it applied for that particular. I thought scene, it did too. too. I thought it was fine. I don't know why you had such a. It did, but I just cramp in your underwear about. I felt that. like they were trying to interject Robin Williams' stand up into Robin Williams the actor. Nah, it wasn't, well, really, it wasn't, it wasn't bad at like, all. What is the deal? With it Shakespeare? seemed like fitting. It seemed completely fitting of yeah. the situation. I thought. Uh, it, it, was, it was fitting, I guess, but I, I don't know. It just, it just. I mean, if you didn't like it, you didn't like yeah. it. I just disagree, I guess. What's the deal with Shakespeare? <laughs> but uh, the rest, of, I mean, look, it's it's a great movie. Uh, the the uh, well, I let like me those. point out though uh, before, yeah, I, yeah. before I lose this thought. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the music, the score uh, yeah, yeah. was really disruptive. It's, 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 it's really? a movie that yeah, because it's two eighties. It, there was a lot of synth. I, I guess you guys didn't notice. Had a little synth in there. A lot of synth in there. You thought it was disruptive? Yes, because... I noticed the synth in there, but it didn't really bother to me. To me, the soundtrack should have fit the happening? time period in which the is movie was it, set. Is that outside? Yes, it's outside. God. Sorry. It should have fit the time period in which the movie was set. It wasn't uh, set in yeah. the 80s. It was set in, what, the late 60s? I don't know, I actually. I think it was late 60s or maybe mid 60s. that early. Yeah, it was, it was definitely the 60s, judging by the cars. It wasn't the 70s. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It may have been even, you know... As, Why would we research this? That's a good point. It may have even you been You had a lot of other 50s. fun facts. I figured you would have had that in there. You're actually I, good you with know, the fun you facts. You think, but perhaps I could look this up. He's on Wikipedia for Saturday Night Live right now, so he's not <laughs> in the right place. I think it was early 60s, uh, 1959, so I was close. 
So the synth soundtrack just really. threw it off a little bit. So yeah, bit. it really disrupted the whole flow, especially in some of the more well, dramatic scenes. I will like, say I noted, I noticed it. So I did that's, too, but it didn't throw me off by any means. Uh, it, it just was part of that bad era of the 80s. Like, Thankfully, we're almost done with the synth at that part of our lives. Because synth ruined a lot of things, like Lady Hawk ruined that movie. <laughs> no way it Dude, ruined that, that movie. That is one of the that worst movie is sound- greatness. It's one of the worst soundtracks of all time. I would have to reanalyze that, but it's I horrible. love that movie. No, it's a good movie. It's just that the soundtrack is so disruptive and stupid. And I don't ruined, remember. The synth ruined Star Trek IV. No, it didn't ruin it, but Star it made... Trek. No, it did not. It didn't ruin Star Trek 4, but it, it brought Star Trek 4 down a few notches. Although, you and I are like one of the few people that like Star That's Trek 4, so uh, our opinion's a little That'll skewed. be whales, Captain! Like, oh my god, the one with the whales, it's so terrible. No, but the so sound- it's aimed at you, Travis. The soundtrack in that one is horrible. It's aimed at anybody who says that, like... <laughs> It's so it's also so great. It's one of the and part of my. I, I, I'm not going to deny that I'm biased a little bit because it was one of the ones like we had on videotape but from taping off TV board. that we watched like five billion times as a yeah. kid. So I might have a little bias not, towards not it. Not in the double dead or double flame Hall of Fame voting this week is Star Trek Four, <laughs> but it's tied into <laughs> or Batman Begins. Leonard yeah. Nimoy in both movies. <laughs> You're right. But sen- the, the 80s ruined saxophone and they ruined the synthesizer. <laughs> Yeah, they, they did much use saxophones. In the middle of Batman Begins, you see current Spock. <laughs> yeah. Pull up on the screen old Spock yeah. to get some advice on what to do. We need the five degrees of Batman. Yeah. Let me uh, play that game. All right. Let's do it. Nine degrees. Let's give us a little Nine bit degrees. more leeway. Anyway. Let's go for 13. And even 13. <laughs> anyway. So, any more to say about DPS? I would say it's a movie that any young person that watches it probably... Oh, man. It's the kind of movie, or it's the kind of teacher that you want in school. And it's also an inspiring couple of thoughts that, you know, that he throws out there. The whole message of the movie, trying to, you know, pursue what you want, even if you have oppressive uh, parents or whatever forces in your life that are going on. Or in addition to that, just talking about how, when you're young, you feel like... The world is any, you know, anything, it's it. well, it's and a it. lot of people don't do anything with it. Well, it's and that's it. one of the things that he expresses in the movie over and over is that you're a child, and this is the world is your oyster, and yeah. this well, is the time that you figure out what the fuck do you want out of this. I like, feel like it, it presents yeah. that, that dichotomy of, of being someone that's young, is that the world is your oyster, but at the same time, you feel like everything is against you in the world. And it, it presents that dichotomy of that, of that mindset of the teenager... And you also think you have forever. That you have forever. Which the uh, whole thing in the beginning when he's doing the whole Carpe Diem yeah. story, I think, you know, kind of hits that home. It they all thought that, too. It presents it very yep. succinctly that everything is against you, but you have, there are no limits. <laughs> Only the limits you put on yourself. Exactly. And it, it expresses that. And for a movie that is two hours and eight min- minutes, it does not feel like that. It feels like it was like an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, it's, God, it's so good. It moves. It, I remember we get to the point where, you know, the bad thing happens, and I'm like, oh, man, we're already at this point. Yeah. I think you can mention it. I think it's, you know, <sighs> it was 1989 piece. when it came out, so you could probably mention the suicide. Well, when the dude obviously kills himself. It's pretty rough. I remember as a kid watching that and just being shocked. Yeah. Uh, I was, but are you serious? I was but are you so serious? But are you serious? But are you serious? Someone knew it was coming, but... <laughs> That's what you said every time when you... Right after the scene happened. It's pretty crazy. I can't believe nah. they killed What's-His-Name from Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> are you those serious? Those are the words I said, even though I've never seen that. Well, that's who he was in the play. You were almost as shocked about that as you were about Pants Off, Pants Off. <laughs> but are you serious? <laughs> Not quite as shocked. <laughs> yeah, that was a quite a shocking moment. And I, I remembered it coming... I'd actually forgotten about it, to be honest, until I was starting into the movie. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that's coming down the pipe. Oh, man. And then, so so rough. Yeah. And it's, you know... Uh, so it, sobering. For a movie that never hit number one, it really influenced our generation. Like that dad from I, the 70s show is real bastard. <laughs> Kurt Woodsmith. That's what we said in 1989? <laughs> exactly. But it really, it really impacted our generation. I feel like it, you know, just just carpe diem alone becoming a popular phrase. Uh, and probably people a few years older than us as well. Yeah, or more, sure, absolutely. We were only nine. But well, I didn't watch it at nine for I remember, sure. I remember well, that. I know. It was in your dark period. Even when we were teenagers, you know, five years later, <laughs> roughly a, in high school, like I remember seeing that. Somewhat show inverse up. of that. <laughs> well, it's like light period instead <laughs> of dark period. Well, dark period for popular movies. Yeah. And apparently, the, I didn't know PG. this, but apparently yeah. this movie is routinely oh, shown cool. to presidents of fraternities that this is kind of the model they're going for for trying to shape the relationships of a fraternity. By whom? The school? By, I guess, I don't know. That's a good question. It just was mentioned in Wikipedia, I think. Hmm. that it, Or maybe IMDb facts. It, the big boss. Probably totally made up. I read it somewhere, but. maybe, possibly. But <laughs> maybe, maybe it totally not. came out of my mind. You can believe anything on the internet, so. It might have come out of my mechanical butthole. <laughs> I'm going to fucking be in every fucking thing. I still agree with that statement. <laughs> That's what every teenager thinks. You're getting a circle thinks. jerk while your parents... Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. What's the end of that? You're getting a circle jerk while your parents are having sex. <laughs> I choose face fucking. <laughs> no wonder I'm so limp. So. <laughs> so. Any so, more to say before we get to ratings? I say I... Very, 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 very well done movie. And... Very, very... Very very, 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 very hot movie. No, it's it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Moves it's, moves quickly at a good pace, but allows you to connect with the characters without moving too fast. And it's, it's definitely up there with his relatable. best roles. You know, it's probably it a top five. Absolutely, it definitely top five. Uh, Without a doubt, the whole story is ridiculous too. The whole fact that you know what they do in the actual film, yeah. trying to blame him for sure the suicide and all that, which and I, they do actually blame him for it, which I wasn't able to find, but oh, I, yeah. I, do, I fully. Do, I do wonder. No, it how, is a super conservative private school, right? I do wonder how much of that is true to the story of Samuel Pickering. Like, I would love to know the history behind that. And that was not. Oh, if he's still teaching to this day, of yeah, course but he, he went to different school. So uh, you think it, I give a was shit? Was it supposed to be based on? Yeah, it's, true events. Well, from what I read, it was. Uh, the didn't guy wrote, say that at the beginning of the movie. I don't. The guy think. who wrote the story was based on his experiences at a prep school in in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, was with it a that guy? Professor named Samuel Pickering, and it was partly based on real life experiences. I don't know how much of it was just influenced by his teaching style versus real life events. I would probably say it's teaching style. Yes, but his teaching style. Um, I, I, would, guess also. I would like to know how much of it lines up with stuff that actually happened. Did you guys ever have a teacher that was really inspirational when you were growing um, up? God, not I would really. say in middle school it was Paul uh, Walker. No, Mr. Pearson. Do you remember? Did you have Mr. The Pearson? science teacher? No, no. no. Uh, the long haired dude. He was the balding English teacher that he played a lot of Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix in class. No. Okay. I did not have him. And then, yes, the science teacher, uh, what was his name? Bob Saget? Holly Hornbeek. Holly yes. Hornbeek, yes. <laughs> the science teacher that, anyways. Mrs. Pruitt? Bill no, Clinton? not Mrs. Pruitt. It was the, the dude that looked like Albert Einstein, but with short hair. Started with a K. Mr. Uh, Anderson, Jason, the Jason? crazy old math teacher? No, not. Not Mr. <laughs> yes, Mr. Who everybody thought was dating Mr. Mrs. Pruitt. Anderson. Oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> what was? It started with the K. It was Dang it! I wish I could it's remember none of these names. Mr. Kangle, Ryan, the Thomas the Tank Engine, Mr. Kangle. Yes. <laughs> anyway, nobody gives a shit. Nobody, <laughs> nobody cares. cares about this. I had uh, right. Kaiser, Mr. Kaiser. Oh yeah, I remember him. 
<laughs> exactly. Mr. Shelton. You would. Z Kyle. Yeah, I would say those two teachers really, really influenced me and, and more inspirational. And they actually, they had, like, Mr. Pearson and Mr. Kaiser for me really made, they were those type of people uh, that really inspired you to be a better student and to want to shoot yourself in the face. That and express your limits or find your limits. Yeah, I, I would say I had a couple of those in college more God. than I did in high school. I didn't have that in any, like, Middle school, high school. Music history teacher at McMurray that was great. And then I had a teacher in uh, over at UTD that was also really good. That it, they, You know, like I say, it's kind of like this where they would go mm. into other things to make the actual course relevant. Sure. You know, like it wasn't just so strict to the book and teach every, you know, kind of like that ridiculousness in the movie where they talk about how to dissect a poem. What is, what is that? McMurray student music? <laughs> Rich man over here. If that's really, if that's true, that the, there's actually a study out there, or whatever yeah. that they did in that movie, where it's the P versus S scale or whatever with yeah. the individual poems, it okay. kind of kind of reminded me of a uh, oh, get this gotta, the, the King of the Hill be, right? references with the comedy, yeah. the hog of and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. It's like maybe that, I wonder if that's related to that. Like that's <laughs> I don't you, know. Did you did you have any like Devry teachers that just oh, God, absolutely no. God, bore no. into your no, soul? Just reach for the sky. No. Oh, oh, like, yeah. All my inspirational teachers were in, definitely in high school and like middle school. How at the university, they sing the song from the commercial. That's what they do instead of the Pledge of Allegiance every day. That's school anthem was Reach High for the Sky, DeVry. What was your, what was your uh, what did the, you have a the, mascot? Uh, Fighting microchips. It actually was that? No. Uh-huh. no. <laughs> the circuit boards. Did you have any sports ball teams of any kind? There were, there were actually some intramural sports, but they were, you know, informally. Inter- the Transformers. Yes, the Transformers. <laughs> Otherwise known as fake sports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The motherboards versus the RAM. The computer fans. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I will take that back. I had one The teacher. RAM versus ROM. My statistics teacher in college was actually uh, a really, really good teacher. Who? My statistics teacher. Mm. I forget his name, but he was really, really that good. sounds like a boring-ass class. It was. He actually... That's the thing. Is you would think so, but he actually made it very interesting. The way, okay. the way he presented the material... I remember we always just called him Draco. That was, it was pretty interesting. His name was Drake something, and he his nickname was Draco. So, but I don't he wanted to be on Game of Thrones. He wanted to be on Harry Harry Potter. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah, one of those fictitious shows. But it's nice. Unfortunately, Thomas didn't run into this. But it is nice when you do run into those yeah. type of teachers that teachers that give a shit. You're like, man, this is this is actually really fun to go to this class, yeah. and it's actually really interesting when you actually look forward to going to school. It's not just yeah, the same it's boring shit. Concept. It's yeah. an amazing concept. Yeah, it's a y'all didn't like have a sexual relationship with that one teacher that other people followed around like freaking crazy in high school. I don't know. Did you? No, Levine. <laughs> no, not him. The English Moore? teacher or Monroe yes, or whatever Monroe. his name is. Oh yeah, uh, Monroe. Dudes would just like be up his was, ass all the time. He was kind of the Keating of Ab High. He was. He was because <laughs> everybody freaking loved him because he's like teacher I Pink had, Floyd I even or something. I had him, and I was like, okay, he's just a teacher. Mm-hmm. People like all up that dude's ass. Literally and figuratively. So these days it would look uh, would look awkward. Like, is there something inappropriate happening there? I'm sure there was. Just like Phil Graham and so Phil teachers. Graham, the senator. <laughs> Sorry, who's, Phil who's, Graham. who's Phil Graham in relation to Cliff our Graham. school experience? <laughs> Phil Graham. Okay, but also Cliff Graham. Those things happening. There weren't people up his ass. All like there weren't girls no, always sure. up his ass or anything. He was and up their ass. He was just super inappropriate. Obviously, <laughs> he was going super anal. I mean, I think it's okay if students really like a teacher and yeah, they're getting sure. along well. It doesn't necessarily have it's to be fine. inappropriate. Them, like, 
like hanging out with him after hours of well, school and stuff is a little weird. Yeah, if it's not have something based around. That's what school. I'm saying. Yeah, they'd leave with him and go well, hang out weird. places. Yeah, that's that's. In today's day and age, man, that shit doesn't happen anymore. I do wonder how much Dead Post Society uh, influenced the sort of fraternity yes organization we had in high school. Poltroon. Pul- this hungry eyes. I mean, I know what it is. That's everyone but... hanging around that teacher back in the day. <laughs> do you guys remember Poltroon? <laughs> no, that had pedocides in it and all the others that were. It was some sort of not a real name. Tiny uh, fraternity within Abilene High. No, I don't. Re- oh, I kind of do remember that. I wonder how much that influ- uh, that both society influenced that. Okay, you want to hit this? I, I, really I don't know. You're a big f- uh, friend of Pato. You should go talk to him. Find out. No, I'm not. Are you guys in a gang together back in the day? They're in the oh, no. They're in Poltroon Junior. in a gang? You kidding me? We still need to get into Thomas's gang talk sometime. We, do. That needs we to be really don't. We do. <laughs> Next week. It's not that fun. Thomas's gang talk. <laughs> That'll be the main segment when I'm not here. Are you, oh, the- you not going to be here next week? No. People are going to love that show. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be a Dustin Free show. Uh, oh, yeah, someone who doesn't make that joke every other week when I'm gone. <laughs> That's true, though. That's the... The numbers, <laughs> the numbers fill that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, last week we were asking Casey to let us know what episode it was where Mark was gone for the first time. <laughs> Dustin. That's when our numbers spiked. <laughs> Such an asshole. Yeah. Yes. I know. So, uh, Thomas, what would you give ratings? Dead Poet Society ratings. Uh, two ratings. flaming thumbs up for sure. I too will give it two flaming thumbs up. Dustin, eh, I'll give it two flaming thumbs up. Now, right. <clears throat> just so we re 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 review the rules, and this one is opposed to re 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 review the rules. Thankfully, Dead Poet Society is in the Double Flame Hall of Fame. Sure. But this one, unlike the Double Dead Hall of Fame, requires three or six. Flaming thumbs. Six thumbs in order to flame. make it in. Right. Exactly. It's it's the elite of the elite. And Absolutely. And we now have our perfect three for three. Three for three. I'm waiting I for think the we're day all when... smart enough that we're like, I'd like uh, to bring that, but we... but Dustin hates that movie. You know, it's like... Yeah. I think we need to get into that, though. That I mean, we can't Actually, continue to go month to month and have every double flame Hall of Fame be... Get accepted? Yes. Okay. We have to start bringing our personal favorites... Whether or not we like, there are double flames. There are personal double oh, flames. They're not necessarily going to be a show double flame. Oh, yeah. We don't yeah. know. Okay. For instance, Some our next, the next one on the double flame Hall of Fame docket is Blues Brothers. And Dustin has never seen that film. Never seen the Blues that Brothers. That is true. I'm going to predict that he's not going to double flame it. I'm going to predict that as well. So we'll be because we'll I think there's we'll going to be. Out. Well, I know there will be no nostalgia whatsoever. But well, true. <laughs> you think so, there won't be any since I've seen it? I think I think movies that old. The, right. It's hard that's if that's not a High factor. Out. Go. Out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thanks okay. for listening to the break room. Uh, again, uh, for the Optimistic Doom uh, fund, you can fun. go to vagabondtwitter.com yeah. slash vagabondsaints and you can find all the links there that you need for that. Remember, you can not only get a hat uh, or one of the two t-shirts, you can Ooh, also just leave a donation if you would like Ooh. in $10 increments. So again, twitter.com slash Saints for that. And anyone's tail wagon. On that profile. Uh, just like uh, Rick today, you can call us 469-665-9827 and talk about I'll your balls. Out. Or you can leave us a question of the week. Or you can comment on anything we talked about on this stupid, stupid show. 469-665-9827. <laughs> 
Are we remember, just going to play everything fart tonight for crying out loud? Remember, you, if you'd like to send us snacks from your region that we can't get here in Dallas, Texas, or we if you want to just it. mail us something, uh, you can to 1112 18th Street, number 860461, Plano, Texas, 75086. Uh, what else am I supposed to talk about here? Because I can't remember. Uh, you can find everything related to the show at popsyndicate.net or breakroom.tv. And like uh, Twitter handles or something? In a second. Uh, Facebook.com slash The Break Room. You can find I don't Twitter. generally listen to you, so I don't really remember what you say. Find us on Twitter at The Break I'll Room. I'm on Twitter at The Mark of the Sea. Dustin's at the WS9775. And Thomas is at Naveed Central. Turn him into a white logger. Uh, don't forget to listen to Cinema Diabolic, our sister show. Uh, do not forget to pick up Budgie's book, Askarov. 15 minute movie podcast. Budgie's book. $2.99. 15 minute movie podcast is double dead, isn't it? No. No, it's allegedly coming back. No, well, it's. There you go. It's in hiatus. Perhaps if Stefan would ever fucking call in or leave us uh, some sort of audio recording. Uh, you, by the way, you can. If you want to do it, we need to talk about how shitty Casablanca is for him to call in. You can email us a, vo- a voice recording because uh, Budgie has done that and Sigmund has done that. They've both done that, I think. Dead Chopper Dave has done that Chopper too. Dave has done that as well So we totally accept those You can email them Breakroomshow at gmail.com Or you can Skype us At the breakroom You leave a voicemail there as well Send us a taste buddies <clears throat> Next week F13 may be filling in for me And then yes. the very Next week after that But I may have some stories Of uh, West Coast activity with him And breaking news I'm going to actually Hang out with him one day Dustin might actually meet Yeah look at that F13 person Although he's never listened To any of his shows ever That's not true at all Have you listened to What have you listened to I've listened to The original Cinema <laughs> Diabolica run And you haven't listened the, the new one, have you? Uh, maybe. No, no you haven't. It's that's possible. No. That's, that's a, a that's no. A no. <laughs> you haven't allowed to anything. If you can't even lie about seeing it, then it's a definite no. So Dustin's going to go talk to someone who's never uh, listened to any of his things before. That's, so. <laughs> that's a great thing to pull. He's going to go meet someone he's never listened to any of his things for. <laughs> that's a really weird statement. It is. Because I'm going there just to meet him. I never said I'm a master of speech. Uh, Actually, you have, and we have audio proof of that. Okay, I'm a master of speech. What? what? Always the best thing you can do for us, though, is go to iTunes and leave us a five star rating and tell a friend because we need, we want to expand the Facebook 51. <laughs> 51. Search for the break room. We are not the show that says Mark Marin, where the I'll black go. and white logo on iTunes. Leave us a five star rating. We'd really appreciate it. I'll go out. Uh, thanks to Abnagamont Saints on Twitter for helping to put together a logo. Thanks to American Rockstar for a dumb theme song. I'll go out, gasoline. High five. Hey guys, it's me. Uh, calling to say I really love Mark. What I live. I ain't gonna My lie. I blew a nut. Why? You know, I find his wife's cancer funny. Oh, your popo's out. It's amazing what you listen to when you're looking at amazing cleavage. Chip, 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 Overweight bitch. Hello, whore. Vaginal spread. Have you ever been pelted in a sandstorm? Okay. So we got a late breaking voicemail here right as we're wrapping up the show. So I don't know who this is. I don't recognize this number. All I know is it's from San Diego, California. What's going on here? Hey, what's up, break room? It's traveling there. Hey, guys, sorry I haven't called in a while. I've just, uh, I've been enjoying being married and stuff. Pow. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, so, like, I'm full of the married power now. 
obviously. So like my voice is obviously a little more robust. You know, I sound a little bit more, you know, like a, like a Barry White and less like a squeaky voice team from Simpsons, you know. Uh, Debatable. Yeah, so God. it's cool. Dick. Because I'm married. All you guys are married. Pow! Not all of us. No, we're not. And I know what you're thinking right now. I know you're all thinking, well, Thomas isn't married. He's married to awesomeness. So, <laughs> all right. Anti-pow. Like nuns are married to God and such, you know. Yeah. Thomas is like the nun of awesome. <laughs> Just let that be known. That is true. Anyhow, uh, yeah. That's my new so Twitter tagline. Another week for you guys. So, yeah, I live out in the cesspool known as Los Angeles. <laughs> and as you might know, Los Angeles is where they make um, all the moving pictures, all the uh, the, the motion uh, feature films. We did discuss that familiar. today. Uh, so, yeah. Here's my question. Um, what would be... Your perfect double feature. Nice. Like a perfect like, pair of films back to back to have like all your friends over and have some food and watch some awesome movies. Yeah. And sequels don't count, by the way. Just two unrelated films put together for your perfect oh, double I see. feature. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, talk to you guys. Great. I- Great, great that's fucking question. question. First, I thought you were talking about like I couldn't pick Batman Forever. Well, and we've got the uh, Tootsie Two or something. We've got the. Uh, drive-in movie theater south of here yeah. that does the double feature so like what what would be the what would be the two movies you'd most want to see at that uh for me i'll say empire strikes back and okay. it's a toss-up between the wrath of khan or undiscovered country because i love both of those God. just about equally i love undiscovered country more always <clears throat> Wrath of Khan's not bad, obviously, but God, I love Undiscovered Country, and that's that's the to be super geeky. That was the Excelsior movie and yes. the Invisible, uh, the Invisible Bird of Prey movie. Like that yeah. just trumps everything from probably on the big screen. I don't know. I mean, the Undiscovered Country is more action, so probably play better. I fe- I always felt like that had the best overall every like everything storyline ship battles everything right. I just thought it was such it was a very complete movie it was the great one for the original cast to end right. on even though that yeah sure didn't quite happen but still but I uh, one of those two movies that, that's a hard question because I love both those movies so much so I would say Empire Strikes Back my favorite Star Wars and Wrath of Khan or Undiscovered Country I'm gonna go with Soul Plane and Bowfinger God. you're an idiot what the fuck you're an idiot and I'm out please leave. Leave what the a show. Terrible choice. Please just go to California and never come back. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> you might get a Stefan call from this one. I'm gonna go with Avatar because I watched that oh, like God. twelve times on the big screen and I loved it every time. Two uh, D Avatar, and I'm gonna go Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. That's my favorite one. Really? Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. There's your answer to the late-breaking question of the week. Oh, wait. It's a Glenn Thick Pinball. The Break Room. And remember, the Break Room. Triangle of Excellence. Mark the Buzz Hudson. Thomas the Tank. Dirty Dirty Dustin. This program was presented by Breakroom.tv and PopSyndicate.net. And as always, Gumshoes, The Break Room is bankrolled by The Gasoline High Five Company and viewers like you.